hell is this? Well, it appears to be a karate class, Chris. I can see that, Moose Knuckle. What are they doing here? You told me you had the room reserved. I did, last week. Maybe we're in the wrong room. Uh, is this room 84? Jen, can you go check the number on the door, please? I hate it when she calls me that. There must be some sort of mix-up. Let's go talk to the head guy. You know, the one in the sleeveless black pajamas with the menacing grimace. I'm sure he'll be nice. First of all, Jay, it's a gi. They're not pajamas. Same difference. Which you would know if you had come to one of my Aikido demonstrations. <sighs> Second of all, this dude does not look like the talking type. He's more like the put you in a choco till you pass out because you got second place type. Class, we have visitors. Fall in behind me. Hey there. Chris, Jay, Spider-Jen. We're the Justice Nerds podcast. No big deal, but uh, also kind of a big deal. I think there's been a slight mix-up. Uh, I, I reserved this room with the community center about a week ago with Pat. You know, Pat, did you talk to Pat? I hear you jumped some of my students last night. Jump some of your students. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, oh, yeah, yes, yes. Now I remember, Chris. Chris, <laughs> I I forgot to tell you. Oh, we're gonna so, die. So I'm waiting in line to reserve the room, and I really had to go to the bathroom. The wife's been after me to drink more water, which means I have to pee like every five minutes. Probably an enlarged prostate. Very common in men of advanced I do not have an enlarged prostate. How old do you think I am? Anyway. So I asked the kid behind me to hold my spot in line. When I came back, a group of generic 80s villain teenagers had gotten in line and thought I jumped everyone. Oh, hey, there you are. I didn't recognize you all dressed up in your black pajamas. Uh, uh, excuse me, your G's. Oh, God, we're going to die. You calling Mr. Lawrence a liar? Well, no, I'm not saying he's lying. It's just a little misunderstanding. What are you here for, old man? Old man? Old man, I'm 42. I'm, I'm about as old as you are. F forget it. Forget it. I, I, I just want the room, okay? I reserved this room last week so we could record our review of Season 3 of Cobra Kai. There aren't any other rooms available. Shouldn't you be at a dojo anyway? The dojo's going through some renovation. Get out! Hey, you can't talk to a senior citizen like that. That's abuse. Hey! Still only 42, guys. <sighs> Look, sir, I, I did reserve the room. The staff at the front desk have already gone home for the day, so we're just going to have to work this out. And if you think you can intimidate me just because there's three of us and... Two, three, five, seven, fifteen of you, <laughs> then you have another thing... Is that what's bothering you? Be honest. Well, we can fix that. You like matching, Mr. Lawrence? Yes, Sensei! Matching? Yeah, I think he wants you to fight his star pupil for the right of the room. This is ridiculous. What, what is this, feudal Japan? I am not going to fight some kid. I'm not getting arrested for child abuse. This is a karate dojo, not a knitting class. Actually, Fred and the Flyers have this class for 18 months, so I think you're good, Jay. Thanks, Jen. This is stupid. I am not fighting him. Yeah! Because Chris is going to fight him. Yeah! What? Jay, may I speak to you for a moment? Excuse me, Sensei. What? What do you mean, what? What the hell was that all about? What do you mean I'm going to fight him? Well, I'm not going to fight him. You said it yourself. 
You have all that Aikido training. It's Aikido! Aikido? Jesus, we've been friends for almost 12 years, and it's like you don't even know me. And also, Aikido is for defense only. It's not supposed to be used like this. With great power comes... Don't you dare throw that Peter Parker bullshit at me! Look, I, I can't fight the guy. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Besides, it would mess up the whole dynamic. I'm the brains, you're the muscle, and Jen's the wild card. Please, let's trash the place. Wait a minute. But I thought I was the wild card. No way, man. Are you kidding me? Defender of the nerd faith? Okay. Lord commander of the nerds watch? Yeah. Hell yeah, you're the muscle. Yeah. I'm the muscle. Hmm. All right, Mr. Fancy Pants, you got a deal. But we can't do it now. We can't? We have some conditions. We do? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, first have to observe uh, the, uh -huh. uh, the time-honored tradition uh -huh. of the... Um, the the pre-fight donut. Yeah! Yeah! Yes, the, the pre-fight donut. That's it! Uh -huh. uh, a tradition uh, in, in yep. martial arts that for, is. for centuries. Yes. Uh, dating all the way back to mm -hmm. Emperor Ishiro Honda. Yeah, and we don't want to piss him off. Uh, mm -hmm. We wouldn't want to violate the sacred rules no. of karate. Mm -mm. Uh, and tradition says... Yep. Uh, that as the uh, occupying force. Uh, yep, that's that, you. Uh, you, yeah, and, yep. and your and your student. Yeah, that guy too. Uh, must procure a uh, said donut. Yeah. Mm. At a Krispy Kreme. Uh -huh. not, not a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> You've got real nerve, old man. Real nerve. But I think we can accommodate you. Can't we, Mr. Lawrence? Yes, Sensei. I do have one more request. Make it fast. Could the rest of your class wait outside so my boy can have some time to warm up? Uh, we don't want him pulling a hammy while he's smashing pretty boy's face. Then we'll meet you outside in front of the community center and we'll settle this like men. You're a pushy little bastard, ain't you? But I like that. I like that. All right. No one touches the prima donna until the tournament. Is that understood? Yes, Sensei! And it's open season on him. Phew. Thought they'd never leave. Now we can do the show. I thought you said I was warming up. I'm the muscle. You are the muscle. But I just said that's a, to get him to leave. We'll do the show and get out of here before those dum-dums are any the wiser. What about open season? It's wabbit season, not nerd season. What? Hang on to your sake, gang, and get ready to paint the fence, to wax the car, and sand the floor. Because you are just in time for the Just Us Nerds podcast, Cobra Kai edition. Hey! In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. 
the Just Us Nerds Podcast. Oh yeah. Yes, yes, everyone. Yeah. It is I, Jay, master of all things nerdy, and the host of the most listened to, the most talked about, the most popular podcast of its kind, the Just Us Nerds Podcast. And with me, as always, is my stalwart companion, defender of the nerd face, Lord Commander of the Nerds Watch, and the muscle of our group, Sir Christopher. I break brick. Brick don't break back. And also with me is the indubitably enjoyable, the always entertaining, the fantastic Spider-Gen. <laughs> so we got, we're doing, we're mixing it up. We're yeah. doing, going a little crazy today. So today we're, we got so much to talk about with respect to season three of Cobra Kai. This entire show is going to be dedicated to that. So, um... We we've all watched. Well, no, we have not all watched. Not it. Jen, all. Of Jen us. has not watched any of it. She's not. So so you're gonna be. You're gonna you. You're gonna learn things. You're gonna learn things, and you're gonna you're gonna bring like an outside perspective. Okay. You can you can like bring the yeah the kind of the uh, the uh, uh, novice as it were the, the layman the layman or laywoman in, as as is in this case. So. I, I I mean I love Cobra Kai, the, right? I, I will say it. All right, now I gotta ask. When it was on YouTube, it was good. Yeah. But I think when Netflix obviously got a hold of it, man, they just they went a whole nother. You, world you're noticing with it. a difference in quality since it went to Netflix. Yeah, I really am, and I, I I'm noticing more of a depth in like the story as well. Really. Yeah, I, I definitely think that they uh they had helped out with that. Well, I, I kind of let's I, I think if we kind of start at kind of episode one and kind of work our way up to the end of the season. Yeah, That'll help us kind of as we, as we discuss it. So uh, season three, yeah. right, we, we pick up right after the high school fight, the high school fight. The, no, I'm sorry. The high school brawl. Now, oh now you got to understand, Jen, there are two conflicting dojos. Okay. So there's Cobra Kai who initially were like all the nerds and the geeks and all the people who were picked on kind of the outcasts. And they were, like, just the jocks at school. Well, then uh, Daniel LaRusso. Did you, did you see the original Karate Kid? Oh. Okay. Okay. So, all, all right. So. so, so that's West Side Story. That is, and that, right. and that is not the same. Okay. Un- no, that's Crybaby. Okay, unfortunately, we can't spend the entire show explaining everything about the lore of this to you, Jen, but, but all right, just put quite simply, there was a boy, he was picked on by a bunch of karate... Dirt-biking uh, gang. Dirt-biking, dirt overprivileged thugs. Yeah. Uh, he gets beat up, he meets and befriends the uh, handyman at his, his, apartment complex. his apartment complex, who happens to also be a master of karate. He trains him in karate enters the big tournament that the punks are in every year, and then one by one fights each of them until he beats them all and wins the tournament. The end. No, not that guy. And so now Cobra Kai is the follow-up 40 years later. So the kid, the the main kid villain, his name is Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence. And Johnny, basically, he attributes his life going to shit because he lost that tournament. He gets crane kicked in the face. You know that famous image of Daniel LaRusso doing the crane kick? It, okay. So he gets kicked the in the face. The kid that got picked on his name is Daniel. Yeah. Daniel LaRusso. So 
Daniel kicks him in the face. Well, everything goes great for Daniel. Daniel gets married. He's got a beautiful family. He's a uh, he's rich. He's he, famous yeah, in he, town. He, he, own, he owns a, a, a car, a car dealership. dealership. Like, not he's, even just a, like a Ford. He's I don't think Dan Marino works there. No, it's California, no. so it'd yeah, probably yeah. be like, you know, Joe Montana. Yeah, but anyway. Um, very successful. But the thing is, is it's not even regular cars. Like, those are high-end luxury cars. Like, he's selling Jaguars and, and, and Mercedes. And, and something and, that they made a connection with in Season 3 that I really like that I never thought about. Yeah. Daniel's love of cars. Correct. That's why. Mr. He, Miyagi gives him a gift in one of the movies, and it's a 1943, I think it's a Packard. I, I'm it was no a good, yellow Packard. I'm, I'm no good with cars. It was a so. gorgeous car. But anyway, um... So Johnny contributes, like, his entire life changed from that kick. He started drinking more. He loses every job. He gets arrested all the time. He had a kid with a woman. He hates her. Uh, he has nothing to do with the kid. He's a man-child. I mean, oh, he's, a he's, giant man-child. He's basically a man-child. He the... still wants to party like it's the 80s. Yes. And, and kind of one of the themes in season three really is clinging to the past right. and not, you know, as opposed to living life. So what happens is he's living at an apartment complex. Very much like the one that Daniel and his mother were, in were living in, in Reseda. And there is a new kid. His name is Miguel. Miguel and his mom live across the way, much like Daniel lived there just with his mom. Met Miyagi. So uh, Miguel gets attacked by a bunch of high school bullies. And what happens, and it's kind of funny because Miyagi... In, fr in, front, of, in front of Johnny. In fr well, here's the thing. So Miyagi jumped in because he saw Daniel getting attacked. What happens is, is one of the kids actually takes Miguel and throws him on Johnny's brand new car. It's not brand new. It's a, it was a POS. But to him, it was. All right. He gets pissed off. He's like, hey, that's my car. And they told him, mind your business. And then he kicks the crap out of all of them. And he ends up befriending Miguel, who's the nerd, and starts training him the way that Miyagi trained Daniel. Oh, he oh, gets and, arrested and it's, for it. Yeah, he, he oh, gets yeah, a, no, he, he gets yeah. arrested for it. And, and that thread is kind of carried through the yeah. season, because he's in, even in season three, he's trying to find a job, and he can't, because he can't. He, he's not supposed to be around children. It's kind of like he's, Bad Santa, where he's like, I kicked the crap out of some kids today. It felt really good. Right, right. You know? Um. So, so this event... Uh, kind of turns Johnny's life around because he reopens the school that was the, that was the the karate school that he went. That was to, the which best was years of his Cobra life. Kai. Yeah, the best years of his life. He starts training other kids like Miguel, vulnerable kids. But what happens at the end of season one? Dun dun dun! His old mentor, who by the name of John Kreese. Now you got to understand, John Kreese was a Vietnam War hero, and. He killed more people than cancer, and this man has no... But very damaged from very, his experiences. Very damaged, PTSD, but he is... You're either a winner or a loser. There is no second place. And, and looks at life pretty much as war. There's us and them. That, and that's, if you're not with me, you're, you're against right. me. And Through also, season two, right. Kreese, he Johnny kind of feels bad for him because Kreese has fallen on hard times. He takes him back into the dojo uh, and makes him an instructor there with him. And then through a series of events at the end of season two, 
Crease has now taken over. He takes over Johnny's dojo. Taken over Donnie's jo- dojo. Meanwhile, all, yeah, it's all, exactly what happens. All through season two, there are escalating conflicts between the people at Cobra Kai. Well, hold on. So what also happens is, is during this time, Daniel realizes that the Cobra Kais are coming back, and he doesn't want to get his kids, because he has a daughter and a son and everything like that, and he doesn't want them getting attacked like he did as a kid by the Cobra Kais. So what does he do? He opens up Miyagi's school uh, of karate. Miyagi-do. And Miyagi-do, and he starts training kids as well. And then a so it comes to this, comes to a head basically at, um, you have escalating right, kind of escalating tensions kind between of, the, the two. So, Miyagi Do do something to Cobra Kai. Cobra right. Kai does something to Miyagi Do. So and one then, of the oh, one of the you final fuses. You left fuses, out Robbie. You oh, left that's out what I'm going to talk Robbie, about. Robbie. One of the final fuses is Johnny Lawrence's kid that he really has no at- attention to. Daniel takes him in and is training him how Miyagi trained him and robbie his his mother is a drug addict she went to like cabo for like two weeks they're they're just like total like johnny is like a deadbeat dad and And mom's like an absentee she doesn't pay any of the bills and and so daniel feels bad and actually brings robbie into his home and he's letting him stay there with his daughter and uh so and that's another thing too so in the first season Miguel starts seeing a girl. What is her name? Oh, Evans. Samantha. Samantha. Samantha, her last name is LaRusso. So she's Daniel's daughter. And he's like, I don't want you dating a Cobra Kai. Those guys are no good. Blah, 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 blah. Real kind of vibes of almost like uh, Capulets and Montagues, yeah. sort of, from like Romeo and Juliet. So they end up breaking up. No, in the first season, yeah, they they end up because she's like, you know, you're never gonna change, you're never gonna do anything. He he's he, Miguel makes a couple mistakes where he he's really aggressive. He cheats during the yeah. first tournament and hurts Robbie. So in the the first tournament, Robbie is fighting for Miyagi Do and um, Miguel is fighting for Cobra Kai. And in the series of the you know uh, kind of through some like dirty dirty tricks, dirty pool, what have you, yeah, um, Miguel is able to win. So now, at the end of season two, culminates in this epic. And that's one of the things I love about the show. The fight scenes, choreography, and cinematography are all top-notch. Okay. Um, I mean, I think not since Daredevil. You know what it reminds me of Daredevil? So Some so, of the fight scenes so, in well, Daredevil. Well, something I will say. The um, cinematography? Yes. Choreography? Eh, you, from, you, a, from a martial arts background. Really? really? Um. Yeah, it it's a lot of you and me are gonna fight. You wait until I'm done, and then you and I are gonna fight, and then you wait, and then we're gonna fight. And it's 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 a lot of very polite people. Yeah, like, I, well, I couldn't possibly beat on this guy. He's already he's fighting already fighting this, this person. Guy. But in the end, they're at the high school, and there's this girl who's joined up with Cobra Kai. And, well, I forget her name. Oh yeah, I I, I don't remember we'll, the bad we'll girl. The, the bad girl's name. She's like. The, the girl that, you know, she's a bad girl. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> she's, she's a bad girl. She's, 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 she's a bad girl. She's a bad girl. That's terrible that I can't hold remember on, it. Hold on, hold um, on. But anyway, keep talking about Tori, it. Tori. 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 So Tori starts dating Miguel. And there is definitely a vibe of like WB, like, uh, YA kind of programming here for sure. Uh, but that's, I think that's the wide appeal of the show 
it appeals to I think the younger crowd because you have that kind of like uh you know romantic will they won't they sort of dynamic, uh, and then for the older you know old farts like me, uh, and this lot guy, of nostalgia, lot of lot of nostalgia. So Tori upset that uh she witnessed um uh, Miguel kissing Sam, uh basically uh. Gets on the on the PA and is like, "Bitch, I'm I'm coming. I'm for coming you. for like, you." Threatens like, her. Like she does old school, like the Warriors. Calls like, her out. I'm coming to get oh, you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they end up There's... getting in this giant high school brawl. The teachers are they don't want to get involved. Well, they don't know what to do because they're they're like you know they're worried about getting their ass kicked. And there's like like eight on eight. I mean, just down the hallways, just like no, like it was. It, and and so ultimately. Um, like Tori ends up finding Samantha and she has this uh, Tori has this spike collar and she takes it off and wraps it around her knuckles and actually cuts Samantha deep, you know, inside of her arm while they're fighting. And she actually like kicks her in the face or something, knocks her down some stairs. But anyway, Robbie and Miguel end up fighting on the second like they're fighting at the bottom floor and they work their way all the way up to the top floor. They're fighting, fighting, fighting. And something happens. So, um, Something well, that, Miguel, that Johnny Miguel, had been telling Miguel, yeah, which M- is Miguel gets the better of Robbie, and right. he, he's got him on the he's got Robbie on the floor, and he's holding his arm, and you think that Miguel's about to break Robbie's arm, right? And yeah, and go ahead. so Johnny had been instilling in them. So before, remember, you know, mercy's for the weak. We don't have mercy. Blah 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 blah. That blah. was kind of Cobra Kai. That was Cobra Kai's credo. instinctive. Remember, they had three credos: strike first, strike hard. No mercy. No mercy. That's it. And so Johnny kind of started a new one where he's like, don't be a cheater. Stop being a pussy. So he wants them to show a little bit of mercy. So when he goes to do it, you know, Miguel realizes and is like, all right, I'm going to back off. Robbie gets up, starts fighting with him again. And kicks Miguel over a railing. Kicks him over the railing and he breaks his neck. His back. Is it his back? Yeah, I think it's his back. It was a spinal cord, really, yeah, but, yeah, but it was, I th- it was a yeah. higher... Yeah, but your spinal cord runs all the way down. Does it? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> So, no, but he breaks it... Yeah, no, because it's a lower fracture because he ends up not having uh, the use of his legs. So, yeah. And now you're all cut up. And so now, now we're, we're on to season three. Now we're on to season three. So if you're listening, if you if, if you made it through all of that and uh, you don't want any spoilers, you should not be listening to this because it's going to be complete spoiler talk so uh you know having said that season season three now first episode picks up immediately after that uh that that fight uh and i thought dealt with it in a pretty realistic way yeah Uh, because if you you think about especially now with things like school shootings and uh especially like a state like california right like they got they basically what happens is is karate becomes the boogeyman so there's no karate allowed. They're not allowed to have anything like signifying their dojos. They're not allowed to do anything. But however, metal detectors. Right. There's they, metal detectors. There's security. There's counselors like swarming them, saying, "I want you to hug it out and safe spaces and pretty much Exa- yeah. exactly but the karate. But dance is a karate. You know, <laughs> it's a very vengeful and angry dance sometimes. But anyway. Um, you know, uh, so all during this time, you know, Johnny, uh, by the end of season two, right, he's in a very dark He's in a place. shitty place. He's in a very shitty place. So he ends up, like, in season two, he gets back 
with the kids that he grew up with during like Cobra Kai and they're like one of them's become a pastor one of them uh unfortunately is dying of cancer one of them uh he's got like a wife and kids or something they're all kind of responsible they're all kind of grown up and then there's Johnny and what they're doing is is they brought the guy they they broke the guy uh with cancer out of the hospital to kind of have like a one last last hurrah. hurrah Yeah. So they end up going to a bar. They're all hanging out. But they have like this long conversation about about Kreese because he's like, yeah, I kind of let him back in the dojo. And they're like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, that man ruined our lives. Don't you remember what he did? You know, and he was he was brutal to us. He was terrible to us. He, you know, he tortured us. And, you know, he's trying to say that he changed. And um, but come to season three, like because this was before Kreese had taken over the dojo. Well, Kreese had taken over the dojo. Which, can can I talk about that for yeah. a minute? Just Kreese taking over the dojo. Yeah. That, so, that was to watch the show, it does require suspending disbelief yeah. in a certain things. There is a very kind of cartoonish element. Like, it doesn't work that way, right? It's like, you can't, it's not just, you know. You can't just walk up and you, go, this is mine This now. is mine now. I mean, there's contracts that I'm sure Johnny signed, and, and it's just – but you know what? It's such a good show. I'm willing to, to suspend disbelief. But it, it's it's basically like Kreese just does it. He's like, well, your students are loyal to me now, so it's my dojo now. Well, no, not not exactly. But I guess he, he talked – Kreese must have talked to the landlord or – or, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. something like that, but it still yeah, doesn't work that way. I know, I know, but you just there are definitely moments in the show where you have to suspend disbelief. And and before I know, I'm, I'll just say you know before we get into a more discussion about the end, I felt like Crease is while I enjoy him as a character, yes. he's one of the characters that I think he is made almost like cartoonishly oh, evil. One hundred percent, he is like Skeletor. 100%. Yes, uh, in, in a, like yeah. Skeletor, Megatron. He's kind Cobra of a commander. Like, in the in their world, he's dangerous. In our world, he's kind of a joke. Yeah, I, he. But I, I did, You know, the show does try to address kind of realistically some things. Like someone would say, "Well, why wouldn't you just go to the cops if you were being harassed?" Because all throughout season three, karate's been banned, but there continue to be these skirmishes right. between Miyagi Do. And and Cobra Kai. It's actually kind of funny. So um, Daniel's wife, right, is so mad that her daughter was attacked by one of the Cobra Kai kids. She comes into the dojo and creases there and he goes, all right, sweetheart, time to go. Come on. I don't have time to I don't have time to teach. You know, he's very, very demeaning to her. And she's like, how dare you? One of your students attack my daughter. And he goes, oh, you must be Miss LaRusso, you know, and he starts kind of talking to her. Well, she ends up slapping him in the face because he's kind of being a dick. He go gets he goes and gets a no contact order against her. I, I thought that was I thought that was nice. I thought that was I mean, they, like, they try and, he, and, and he does the your honor. She was so mean to me. She just started yelling and screaming at me. I don't know what happened. Like, he's just he's able to manipulate the world yeah, around yeah. his story. Which which I like that they at least addressed the elephant in the room, which is like, why don't the LaRussos just go to the cops? And they There's, try to. They try to. And they actually even contacted the landlord, and they were going to pay the rent for where Cobra Kai is to get them kicked out. Which, again, the kind of cartoonish super yes. villainy. So right. the landlord shows up with his two like hulking uh, nephews, nephews to, to handle business. Victim. Again, doesn't work like that. But ba- basically, the implication you're gonna you're going to leave, or my nephews are going to make you leave. Yeah. Which then, uh, 
you don't you see, see a it. cut scene and then you see the landlord with a big swollen black eye and he calls LaRusso and he goes, deal is off. Crease is cleaning blood off yeah, of his knuckles. And he goes, so we're still good, right? So in this world, yes. uh, if you can beat the shit out of someone, you get to, you, you know. You get their stuff. You get their dominance. Yeah. 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 100%. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. Assert, assert dominance. Let, can we talk about some of the changes that the Cobra Kai dojo go through during the well, season. I've got one. The purge. He he begins purging well, students. I've got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aisha. Let's talk about Aisha. So yeah, Aisha was yeah, a cool yeah. character. So she was friends with Miguel and this other kid named Eli. He ends up becoming Hawk. And Yay! so Eli that right. was my Hawk. Eli Hawk was born was. born with a cleft lip. Right? So he had the surgery. And the kids make fun of him for it, and they beat up on him, and he's a computer geek and everything like that. And Johnny basically teaches him, you either own it, or they're going to make fun of you for the rest of your life. So he does something to distract from that. He actually goes and gets his hair cut into a giant fucking mohawk. Oh, that's that guy. Yeah, okay. that's that guy. And gets a tattoo, a tattoo on his of back. a hawk you, with a mohawk. With a mohawk. <laughs> Why did that. his parents sign off on that? I don't they, know. They don't know. Or they is don't that know. Another thing? Yeah, no, they don't know because there's a moment in season one where he's like, "Just don't tell my parents." Yeah, okay? yeah. So they they just they didn't know. But anyway, um, but Aisha was this cool. She she's nerdy, you know, but she's a bigger bigger girl, and it was kind of fun because she goes to the dojo and Johnny looks at her and he goes, oh, "I don't have time for teaching, you know, teaching you." Blah 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 blah. And he goes, well, let's see what you got. And he goes, go get her like that. And one of the guys tries to fight her. And she just obliterates this guy because she's bigger. And he looks and he goes, all right, you're in. But because of the giant melee in school and everything like that, her parents got so scared, they sold their house, they moved out of town, and she went to like a uh, like a, a reform a school reform or school. something. But what do you think actually happened? Because I think she know. was written out. Yeah, that, yeah. Like that actress, was yeah. that was a write-out. No, I agree. I don't believe the whole idea that, well, they just didn't know what to do with her. No, because they could have uh, done a lot of things. I loved her character, I mean, too. The way that they wrote her out at least makes sense. I mean, you could believe that yeah, if, yeah. if you were – because she is like – she was one of the – you know, the, she was the smart kids. But she was a smart kid, but she came from a very wealthy background. Yeah. So you could imagine, you know, being involved in a brawl at school, like her parents would say. I mean, that that, yeah. that is a logical yeah. sort of. Or the friends next... that you hang out with. Yeah. You know, I, this is a terrible neighborhood. But what about, so let's talk about a bit the purge, about what was, what was you know, Crease begins to purge the school, the, yeah. the, the his dojo. He does not Survival like Survival is for the strong. Yeah, he he doesn't like all of like he basically kind of gets rid of most of like the nerds and misfits that Johnny had taken on right. as and, students. And he actually goes and recruits the original bullies that were picking on Hawk, that were picking on Miguel, doing all that kind of stuff, and actually makes them fight for their spots. And when we, we got to talk about this is in the episode King Cobra, which is episode six. Yes. Where this is where Hawk fights the the big kid. I think his name is Brooks. Yes. The the wrestler. We need that. So but what happens moment. is so we'll talk about the first one. So sure, sure, sure. He he tells one of his students that are already in there and goes, you fight you. It and was, he picks one of the new people. Ky Kyler. And they fight. And Kyler beats that kid, and he looks at the kid in the dojo already. He goes, 
pack your stuff, get out. And he's like, what? He goes, you lost. He goes, nobody loses here. To, to an untrained fighter. Right. He goes, you lost to an untrained fighter. You don't belong here. Leave. Yeah, like he's just culling the herd. But anyway. Well, and even before that, remember the, the thing with the snake. You want to talk about the thing that happened with the snake when he, he gets this oh, so, an actual snake. Well, no, no, no. So at first he starts. Crease. And Crease comes out and he goes, class, we now have a uh, dojo pet. And he goes, what do you think? And he pulls it out and it's this little hamster. And he's petting the hamster. And they're like, oh, it's so cute. Aw. And he comes to this little tiny kid. Such such a delicious villain, right. I want to say. Martin and, Covey, just such and a delicious villain. He comes to this li- the, the, the smallest of the group. He's got big glasses. You know, he kind of looked like Wormser from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. what do you think we should name him like that? And he's like, I forget. I forget. Clarence. Clarence. He goes, okay. He goes, all right. He goes, do you love Clarence? Do you think he's cute? He goes, yeah, I really like him. And he goes, okay. Almost lunchtime. He goes, it's almost lunchtime. Why don't we feed Clarence like that? And he goes, well, what is he? He goes, no, no, no. He's not eating. And he goes over to a cage and pulls it over, and he's got a cobra in a cage. And he goes, and they look, and they go, he goes, no, it's lunchtime for him. And he goes, well, what is he? Like that, and he looks, and he goes, Clarence, get over here. Feed him. And the kid kid can't do it. And he just, he has a heart. He can't do it. And he goes, get out. And then one of the other. Any, anyone else have a problem yeah, with Anyone this? else have and a problem? Yeah. And and they just kind of. I mean, he does. I, yeah. I mean, complete oh. props to to Martin Covey. Oh, the my guy, God, man. He is just such a good job of playing this. This such a dick. I yeah. mean, he plays such a dick. Like Venom just oozes from his mouth it, when he it, talks. It's, it's, it's brilliant. But so then. Just jumping back to the point where they're doing the, the tryouts, the further right. kind of purge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so Hawk, the the final kid that hasn't fought yet, um, was the kid who picked on Hawk all the time. Bo- both Kyler and Brooks. The, right. Brooks is like the big the big dude. Right. Um, but he's not really a wrestler. He, I thought he was Kyler, a, the Asian kid, was the wrestler. I thought they were both wrestlers. No, he was just some big jerk. Okay. You jerk. So anyway, it comes to the point. Instead of Sensei Crease picking, he has him standing there and automatically Hawk, Hawk's like, he's, he's mine. Like, mine. And he goes, go get him. And he beats him. Well, wait, wait, before. I, I, we okay. we got we to gotta savor this moment because this is such a rich moment, right? So you got to remember, from the bully's perspective, this is just this little dinky kid. And that that's the thing. He on. remembers him as the kid that he beat on yeah he just remembered him as this dinky little kid you know who now has a funny haircut that's all that they know about him right and they're like you see like a little bit of surprise and amusement in kyler's face and he's like yeah go go get him lip right that's what they used to that's what you should call him so then he rips he off his rips gi. off his gi and when they see that the hawk- giant Tattoo. Hawk tattoo on his back, and then you see a little bit, of- and then on his chest, he oh. got this moon for his girlfriend, and she ends up breaking up with him. Well, it, he ends up getting a touch up, and the moon becomes a scythe, and there's the Grim Reaper on his chest, like the look on those actors' like they faces. Co- like, they look like, oh shit, oh no, and he gets a hold of this kid, and just. 
beats him within an inch of his life. And literally, he's standing over. And what was happening? This is a big Sensei Kreese thing. When they were on the ground, it wasn't over. Like, he was like, finish them. And then, you know, they beat him a little more. Well, he, he, he's just about to say it. And Hawk just repeatedly just punches him in the face until you start hearing, like, a wet sloshing noise. Like, you can tell something ha- like that that boy went to a hospital afterwards like and, he and messed him up here and so here's the thing about the show that i think has just been so great and this is what i know you y- you said y- y- kind of lost it, it didn't quite hook you right but mm-hmm. if you hang in there long enough i think the thing that uh, one of the things i really appreciate about the show is it gets you thinking about like who you see as heroes yeah who you see as villains and how easily they can switch. And and the role of violence, like, we were all right with it at, at first. You know, the bully gets beat up. Okay. It's, it's, it's okay. It happens. But something happens in this moment. Yeah. You see the brutality in, in, of Hawk. So, you see the look in his face. So if if, if I will, with if a, you, a, you, you may. a martial arts background. So in Aikido, they're the two people in combat, okay? They are called Uke. And Nage, right? So Nage is the person typically uh, providing the force or doing the move. Uke is the person receiving or being thrown or something like that. But it is very fluid because Nage and Uke and then immediately can switch. So then the Uke becomes Nage and vice versa. Interesting. So it's it's very back and forth that's how a fight works is is aikido is is that from japan yes it it is okay yes and so it's it's a very fluid statement so like you're not fighting because it's you know good or whatever so like the attacker becomes the attackee and it's just like this ebb and tide kind of thing with the waves back and forth it reminds me kind of like yin and yang very much almost it's like very very much so, but so, none of but, that here. None of that here with, 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 with Hawks. Well, no, that was one-sided. Yeah, that was 100% yeah. one-sided. He delivered punishment. But, but and, and you see that, and you feel so. I mean, you, you're you He's now, almost crying at the end of it, too. Like, if you noticed, when he's hitting him, you The could, rage, all that saw unleashed. All of, yeah. And, and but believe it, I mean, I don't know if you felt this, but I'm watching this, and it's like the horror of the you situation. You felt bad and for Hawk. You, you feel bad for Hawk, but I also felt bad for the bully. I felt bad for the bully actually because he he got what he deserved. No, see, I don't I don't feel that when I watch that, and and I and I think one of the great strengths of this show is looking at I think the the message of the show honestly is that you can get into these these cycles of just violence that it's just I do something to you, you do something back to me, then I have to repay that back to you, and it just it never. It just never see, stops. It just becomes a I, cycle of violence. And I see it another way. Please. So it, it's it's like an old saying that I used to hear all the time. The hero is a villain in another person's story. Oh. And it's you see both sides. Most like, definitely. You really see it. And, and and the characters, like the characters of Johnny and the characters of Daniel, yeah. neither one of them are 100% all good. They're not innocent. Or 100% so all do, bad. Do you remember my... I, I had I saw that that little YouTube documentary that was done, and it was called Daniel Larusso is is the real bully the in real the bully. Karate yeah. Kid, and you, they kind of play off of it. There's a callback. There's a yeah. callback to that. There's a they're having a PTA meeting. Uh, everyone's there at the school to discuss yeah. what happened. Yeah, and Daniel says, you know, karate 
made a big difference in my life. I was picked on. And then you hear a shout from the crowd. Yeah. Hey, I heard you. I heard you were the bully. Yeah, I heard you were the bully. You were the jerk, you know. And it was a great kind of meta sort of self-referential yeah. moment. Um, but, yeah, Johnny, I mean, you, you learn more about Johnny throughout the course of this show, and you explore his character more than you ever could, like in a two-hour movie. And and that, I mean, in that sense, it is more like real life in that, you know, no one, that you, if you just try to classify someone as, well, they're just a bad person. Yeah. They're just evil. They're yeah. just a bad guy. Yeah. That's a very simplistic way of looking at the world that doesn't. It's that very doesn't black and white. Yeah, people have traumas. They have they have things that happen to them. That so one of the things them. that you you didn't know was, uh, yes, Johnny was given every opportunity in the world. His his family was rich, but that was only because of his stepdad. His stepdad was very wealthy, but his stepdad treated him like garbage his entire life he told him he was worthless he told him he's never going to do anything he told you know always looking out look oh and always looking for a handout always taking my money always doing this you're never going to do anything with your life and actually what was even better we actually see his stepdad in the third season and it's played by the great ed asner absolutely and santa claus from elf <laughs> and um if you remember too he was in he was in the first season correct well. yeah, yeah yeah but I, you know, I, I it, it very brief. Yeah, very but it's but you know that's what made Johnny so vulnerable. Crease became basically a, a surrogate, dad. a surrogate father. Yeah, you have this very much fathers oh, and sons. But fathers that and that sons very are, much that very much happens though because I can I can honestly tell you like, um, my martial arts instructor as a kid, mm -hmm. he he became you know, a surrogate father for me because we were the ones traveling to tournaments. We were always mm -hmm. there at class. We were, yeah. you know, he was always checking, making sure my homework was done. He was doing stuff like that. Like, he he became a father figure. But my sensei now, my, my sensei now, he's, like, one of my greatest friends, but he's also somebody that I would go to if I need counsel. You know, he's a wise person he obviously knows more than me and i i would i would go to my sensei to, to be like hey sensei i'm stuck and you know kind of from a from an all-rounds background so mm. i totally get it like i said well the, the theme of fathers and sons i mean you go back as far back even as the karate kid the, the original movie daniel he you, you never meet daniel's father i don't remember if they so even explain in, if in the karate kid 2 daniel's father uh, you find out that Daniel's father died. Oh, is that is that what it and was? And what happens? He actually, we kind of get onto it. Um, I, I don't remember. Uh, so in the second Karate Kid, um, Mr. Miyagi has to go back to Japan because his father is dying. Daniel goes with him, and when his father passes away, Daniel has this long conversation about, you know, I remember when my dad died because he he was young, and he said I you always used to blame myself because I used to say I wish I was a better son I wish I had listened more I wish I had you know been a better kid and he said but I realized now that I had done the best thing that I could have done for my dad I was there when he was dying and I told him that I loved him and I held his hand and I was with him and you realize that that's the only thing that mattered. I, I didn't remember. Any yeah, I, of that. I just wow. watched like I said wow. that's one of the reasons that's, like, your, that's your favorite of the it of is the three. it is um, but in this one, you know, you never really find out what happened to Johnny's dad 
and it's kind of vague, but I imagine it's just something like he's just wasn't around. Right. And... But the problem is, is he's also now not around for Robbie, who, by the way, because he knocked Miguel off of there, he flees. And now he's a fugitive from justice. Yeah. So yeah. so now Johnny's trying to find him. Daniel's trying to find him. And they end up working together like they end up trying to be like well actually daniel's wife coined it she goes what are you guys tango and cash tango and cash yeah and no, uh, tango and cash or narcotics uh narcotics officers you know and she's like oh let me remind you neither one of you are cops that, so but they end up tracking down leads trying to find how, how long by the way have you wanted to see the two of them working together oh yeah and and it's kind of funny so Robbie ends up stealing a car from LaRusso Auto. Okay? He steals a van. It's like a 93 Dodge Cry- or a, a Dodge Caravan. And to- it's total dad mobile. Yeah, to- yeah, yeah. So he he did it cuz it was inconspicuous. He takes it. They find the car. Some other guys in the car. They're trying to track down leads just like a cop show. They end up going to a chop shop. And these guys are like, "Yo, you're not leaving. You've seen everything. You already said you're going to call the cops." Well, they end up getting into a, into a fight where it's those two versus everybody else, and you see the two comparing styles and everything, and they actually work together, and it's pretty damn cool. And this is some of the fighting you're talking about, where everyone was really yeah, polite, very polite. And by the way, no one in this chop shop apparently owns a gun. No, but so they had that. they had weapons. Like a guy like is waiting, and he's just swinging a chain, <laughs> waiting while he's like, all right, he's when's just gonna wear his arm out? He's like, really? when's my turn? They're, when am I gonna like, get my If ass you've kicked. ever played like one of those side-scrolling beat 'em up games in the '80s or '90s, oh or no, no. no. Whenever you were this born. is Batman Arkham uh, Asylum, where they all just wait. They're ju- they're just kind of waiting in the background, twirling their weapons, yeah. and then oh, okay, I, I my turn. I couldn't possibly jump in. That would be rude. So I'm uh, sorry. Uh, I, we have chivalry and honor. Yes. Yeah, so ex- anyway, Selena fighting. I still loved it. Though. But Johnny, um, he gets one guy and he's grabbing him and he's 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 telling him, you know, where did you get the van from? You know, the guy who had the van. He's like, where'd you get the van from? I want answers. I want answers. And he's, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And he just starts hitting him and he's hitting him and he's hitting him. And, you know, and Daniel's like, what are you doing? And because Daniel was always taught martial arts is, is for defense, for defense only. only. And the second rule, refer to, to rule the number, one. number one. Don't forget rule number one. So he's like, you know, I thought this could have worked. We're, we're, it, it, he goes, you're never going to change. That is who you are. That is your Cobra Kai bullshit right there. And and this in reveals the the kind of the flaw in Daniel is right. that he's he's prejudiced very he's, much. He's prejudiced. He's not willing to allow that for people to change. Right. That he can't. No. Well, no and he literally says he goes once a Cobra, always a Cobra. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He he only sees Johnny for who he was. Yeah. He only sees Johnny's imperfections. He doesn't. He's, he can't see beyond that or see even the good that he's, he's trying to to do for him. So, and then actually because of all of this and all of the karate, because what was Daniel known for in California? Karate. He was known for winning that tournament. Actually, he wins it twice. And he know you know, everybody knows him for that. Hmm. So his, his uh, uh, car dealership is known for Chopping the prices, right, and you know, and kicking the, kicking competition. the competition, right. So they end up having. T- so now, because of this whole thing that happened at the school, and Mar- and Miyagi Do was involved, 
they're losing sales. It affects his business. It, it affects his business. They're like, we're not going to the guy who trains kids to beat the hell out of each other. He goes, we're not, we're not doing this. So you have this whole separate plot yeah. going on where now Daniel may lose his he, business. He, everything. And his competitor actually comes to him and is is trying to buy him out for like a ridiculous amount and is basically went to direct to the manufacturer the in car manu- Japan in, in Japan and basically made a deal with them to only sell exclusively to his dealership so Daniel and no longer to Daniel he's going to lose his supply <laughs> which then leads into a great moment in the season you must have loved this because you love karate oh my god this was amazing we we get over a span of i think it's just one or two episodes two episodes daniel goes back to japan to try to uh you know speak his piece to be like hey listen you know you can't you can't do this you can't do this you know and they go i'm sorry we we've already made our decision the gears are already in motion there's nothing we can do and he's heartbroken and he's walking out and he's talking to his wife on facetime and He's okay. trying to make her feel he's, like and he's trying to make hope. sure like everything's fine. Like he's like, don't worry. He goes, he goes. I think I got him. We'll figure it out. He goes, you know, just had a good. We had a really good meeting, and I think things went well. Things did not go well, and you know, he's like, don't worry. We'll we'll figure it out. I th- I think we'll be able to do it. And blah 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 blah. And he ends up. He's we, we find he's missing. He's Mr. drinking. Miyagi. Yeah. Well, so he's, he's missing he's, Mr. Miyagi, and, and he's at the bar, and he's drinking, and this bartender. Walks up to him and he goes, you know, you look, you look very sad and you look very depressed. And he goes, yeah, you know, I'm kind of having an issue. He goes, I'm, I'm really missing a friend. He goes, oh, you know, and, and they start talking about it. He goes, oh, was your friend from here? He goes, yeah, actually he was. And he goes, you know, he said he he died. He goes, he he died. He died. And I, I, you know, I can't go. He goes, you know, that's, that's the thing about you Americans. You think that death is final. He goes, "And, and you never see a message of them ever around you ever again. And he kind of thinks about it. And he's in Japan. Mm-hmm. So instead, he goes back to Mr. Miyagi's small village of where he was born and grew up. And it's called Tomi Village. And he ends up going to Tomi Village. Which has now been now, now completely mind you, modernized. Right, so now, Jen, you lived in Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay? Picture this. So there's... The Air Force Station. Mm-hmm. And then outside of it is this outskirt little village with all of these traditional Japanese little homes and little gardens and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's so small that all you see is the base on the map. You don't even see Tomi Village anymore. Okay. Okay. So, but he goes there to, you know, he, try he, to discover he, his roots. He visited there once before. He Remember went with when Mr. Christmas Miyagi. Thing, he went with Mr. Okay. Miyagi when his father right. was dying. And he, you know, Daniel makes a remark that this is like the village that time forgot because people don't have electricity. Right. They, you know. They, they're all gardeners. So they all used to be fishermen. Very agrarian. So one, I kind of got to get into Karate Kid 2 to kind of go, go through that. Go ahead. So when Daniel and Mr. Miyagi go there to see his father, you find out that Mr. Miyagi left Japan because he was in love with this woman named Kumiko. Kumiko was betrothed to his best friend, Miyagi's best friend, Sato. So, Sato. And, like, they they did everything together. But Sato's family was the wealthiest family in the village. They, they were all fishermen. You know, it's kind of how they were. So Miyagi... As a kid, he was like 18 or 19, made this big giant speech 
about how arranged marriages are wrong and he's going to marry whoever he wants and he's going to do everything that he wants and blah, 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 blah. Well, Sato, to save face, challenges him to a fight to the death. Hmm. And basically whoever wins gets Kumiko. So he killed Sato? He left. He didn't want to fight he his best friend. He didn't want to fight his best friend. He never wanted to fight his best friend, so he left and he went to America. Well, when he comes back, Sato's waiting for Sato's him. Sato's like, Miyogi! Like that. And he, he <laughs> Exactly like that. Miyogi! Miyogi! And he ends up having his student, his name is Chosen. And Chosen, he's a bad mamma jamma. Yo, he is a bad mofo. Like, he, he's Johnny, the Japanese Johnny Lawrence on steroids. He don't play. Mm. Like, Think traditional Japanese karate black belt. Like he destroys everything in his path, and he's very angry. And so Sato's challenging Miyagi and says, "Okay, you go see your father, and then afterwards, you see me." And they were he wants to fight, and Miyagi the entire time, "I'm not fighting you. I'm not fighting you. I'm not fighting you." And um, they they do terrible things like. Um, so Miyagi learned karate from his father. Mm-hmm. Okay. Miyagi was best friends with Sato. He, Sato Mi- learned Miyagi. Uh, well, that's the thing. From his father. Miyagi father. asked his father, please train Sato. So he did. So they both had the same sensei. Mm. And so when he died, he gives him a mourning period. Says you have three days to mourn. After that, we're going to fight. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not fighting you. I'm not fighting you. Meanwhile, so they have the old people fight going on. <laughs> but meanwhile, Chosen is fucking with Daniel the entire time. And there's a girl that lives in the village. And um, I want to say Kumiko, but that's, no, that, it's, that's, that's an, that was the one that it's, Mia- it's, Miyagi was it's in love not, with. Uh, oh, my God. I feel like such an asshole. This is your favorite movie, it man. Is. It's your favorite movie. No, it is. It is Kumiko. Oh, it is Kumiko. Yeah, it is Kumiko. Oh, shit. I, I, um, I can't. I you can't. were you were getting her confused yeah, with, with the, the one that Miyagi was in love with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Yeah. So J- Daniel's over in Japan. He meets hold Kumiko. Hold on. I'll get her. I'll get the He's aunt's name. He's making flirty eyes with her. They like each other. But Chosen also likes Kumiko. Mm. And through a series uh, of events, not, not really. Was it Chosen didn't like Kumiko? No. It was. It wasn't a matter of that. He just didn't want an outsider being with. You know, someone, and the fact that I think also that Daniel is Miyagi's student, that, like and protege. So he calls him. Uh, it's kind of funny. So he calls him. They call him cowards. He calls him. You know, just everything that he can. And oh, Yukie. So it was anti Yukie. Yukie is oh, okay. the one that Miyagi was in love with. Mm. Well, it comes to find out, Yukie and Sato never got married. And so Sato's came in family came in with commercial fishing boats fished out the entire area so they became gardeners sato becomes so rich he buys the entire town they they lease the property you know he leases the property to them and all of their vegetables get sold to him and they weigh it out and they do that but you come to find out that 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 chosen has been cheating them so that the the weights that they would put for the scales are made of clay. And Daniel is the one who, that, finds, who it. finds it out. So he's already screwing with Chosen's honor. And, like, this entire time, like, um, there was a night that Sato, Chosen, and a couple guys come to Miyagi's house. Like, they literally just walk into the house, go into the dojo, and start 
destroying the dojo, start destroying all of the bonsai plants that they have, just everything in there, and Miyagi's refusing to fight. And Daniel's like, well, if you're not going to, I'm going to. And he tries, and Chosen just kicks the ever-loving shit his clock. And Miyagi ends up fighting, like, two of the guys, but not Sato for some reason, because he told them to clean up, and he was leaving. And he fights up, ends up fighting two of the guys and doing whatever. So, right about when Sato and Miyagi, it's, it's do or die. This is how it's going to be. God intervenes. There's a, there's a deus ex machina. A tsunami is coming, right? So, when it comes through and it starts terror, terror you know, just destroying this old village. Because, remember, it's old Both, wooden. Uh, yeah, the things are, structures are getting knocked down. People are in danger. So, of course. And Sato, in his home. Yes. Uh, his that, home collapses. I don't, I don't know if that was his home or a dojo or, or something like he, that. He's, but he's somewhere, but the he, structure he collapses. Gets, so, Daniel and Miyagi are trying to help the villagers to get them into this bomb shelter, this old uh, pillbox from World War II. And and chosen by the way he yes. won't he won't help well no no, no. he gets afraid Different. and runs away wasn't it Different oh. hold on oh sorry. hold on this is your story yes so Miyagi and Daniel see chosen running from the building of the the collapsed building and he he's like where where's your master you know where is Sato and he tells him he goes he's dead he's dead and he runs to the pillbox and. He comes over and he looks, and there's Sato, and he's got one of the main support beams of the house laying over the top of him. Mm-hmm. And Miyagi comes over, and you hear Sato the entire time, Miyagi! He goes, this is the only way you can defeat me, like that. And you see Miyagi raising his hand like you're like, oh, shit, he's going to kill him. Like, that's what Sato's thinking the entire time. Like, oh, this is your only way that you can defeat me in combat by cheating. What does Miyagi do? He breaks the beam. And they pick up Sato and they bring him to the box. And Chosen, he has this conversation with Chosen. And he tells him, he goes, I thought you were dead, you know. And um, To you, I am. Well, because kind of, yes, but that's a little later. So what happens is, um, as as they're bringing. He loves this movie. I so love. I, I can tell. Can you I, I'm can waiting lo- for. So wait. <laughs> so as as they're coming through. There was a girl who was ringing a bell on a ladder telling them that the tsunami's coming and for everybody to, to get shelter. Well, she gets stuck up there. And the ladder's starting to break and everything like that. Well, Daniel's like, I'm, I'm going to go help her. So he starts climbing up and, like, the, the bell starts touching, like, electrical wires. And just, you know, he takes his belt, you know, to kind of move the electrical wires. And he ends up taking this girl and wrapping her around his neck, saving her life and bringing her down you know, bringing her down the ladder, because literally the ladder just, like, split apart. He's only got, like, half the ladder. And Sato tells Chosen, go and help him. And he's like, no. He's like, I'm not I'm not helping him. He's a coward. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. He becomes kind of scared. So then Sato tells him, he goes, well, now to you, I am dead. And Chosen runs out into the, into into the, the tsunami night. just to hide in a hole or whatever. And... Sato comes the next day with a bunch of construction crew and everything like that because they don't know how they're going to rebuild. And he comes out and he hands Miyagi the deed to the village. And he tells him, he says, I, I am so sorry. He's like, you know, can you please forgive me? You know, I, I beg you 
for forgiveness and he pats him on the shoulder and he looks at me and goes nothing to forgive nothing to forgive and 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 they become you know best friends well there was a castle that was nearby they're supposed to be having um the and bone dance and i think until that point right uh they had never had celebrations in, in the castle. castle so the castle basically sato would sell parts of the castle to museums so he would make more money well daniel makes this suggestion he asks him he says well can i ask you for something and he's like well, what he goes um he says well the bone dance was traditionally done in the castle he goes can can we do it you know can we start doing it back there that's where it really belongs and he actually says something that i i really love he looks at Miyagi with a smile, and he says, now your student becomes my teacher. And so they end up having this beautiful bone dance. Are you familiar with what yes. it is? Okay. So for those that don't know, yes, please. it is a festival. Because you're saying bone dance, and I'm thinking of something completely different. Do, so do you, you want to? What are you thinking of? Uh, well, uh, skeletons. Phrasing. It, is, it, is it the xylophone? <laughs> so anyway, do you want to tell them what a bone dance is? No, you go ahead. So a bone dance, it's a festival that celebrates the dead. Oh, like Dia de los Muertos. Yes, but the Japanese version. Um, so anyway, uh, Kumiko goes and does a uh, traditional dance, you know, and everything like that. Well, what happens is Chosen shows up like a ninja, zip lines down the paper lanterns. Very Mulan. Right. And there's a moat. So there's the two... Uh, the lions, you know, the traditional lions, and there's stone, and there's like a moat. You know, it's like this big center, big circle, concrete circle with this moat around it for some reason. Like an island. Yeah. and In the center of the castle. So he comes down, and he pulls a knife and puts it to her throat, and he tells Daniel, you get across here, or I'm going to kill her. And he goes to it, and Miyagi grabs him and tells him, he says, this isn't for points. This is for real. He goes, this, this, is, this is huge. And he ends up fighting Chosen. And he tries to do the crane kick, and Chosen just kicks. Now, remember, it didn't work. Well, but here's the thing. you got to remember, Chosen is also a student of Miyagi. He knows about the crane kick. Well, he's taught it. He knows it. And he knows so how it's, to defend against and that, it. And see, that's the thing. Like Miyagi versus Cobra Kai, those are two different styles. In the second movie, that is the same style. It's the same thing. Miyagi-Do versus Miyagi-Do. So he ends up getting in this fight, and there's this. Remember the thing that I've told you? Uh, I'm loving Jen's expression. She hates while you're, while so you're, much. I know. I'm watching her. I'm just like, she's like thinking to herself, when is this going to be over? So I'm never going to come unprepared again. <laughs> so anyway, um, they have this, uh, the, the Japanese drum, you know, with the two beads on the end. Where they spin it? Yeah, yes. Well, they say that is the secret to Miyagi, uh, Miyagi do Karate, and they don't really explain it. It just seems like throwing your fist. He's literally al alternating throwing I, your fist. He looks like Ace Ventura when he gets the the darts in his arms. <laughs> so, like, literally, Daniel's fighting, and his arms are like just flailing like a marionette Baba. puppet. Baba. But really, what it Baba. is is as the punch comes, he's blocking and punching at the same time, right? And he ends up beating Chosen, and everything's hunky-dory. So now... And now you know. We flash forward, what, 30 years. He's in Japan. He ends up back at Tomi Village. It is a shopping mall. Sato turned it into a shopping mall. Is there mall. a car shop that's run by Chosen? No, hold on. Hold on. That hold would on. Be good. That would be good. That would be good, but no. So 
he's going through and wait, wait, let's let's slow down just for one moment. The let's let's hang on just on the moment of him getting to Tommy Village. He's so mad. But there's an important message in here. I like this though. It, right. Sato sold it. Well, he created this, and he was like, "Well, what about the the people here? Aren't they aren't they upset?" And they go, "No." He created jobs for us. He he was able to provide for all of us. Tomi Village now is one of the wealthiest cities in, in all of Japan. Obviously, I don't know if that's true or not, but for the sake of the story. But they have, like, Baskin-Robbins. They have a Gap. They have a Moe's. I think they, they were so excited that they had a Chipotle or, or something, or like, something that. like that. They were like, yeah, we are getting a Chipotle, you know? And we're like, okay. But there's this great idea that runs throughout season three, which is the not being so stuck on the past. And and kind of allowing your life to progress and and seeing beyond just what came before because Johnny Johnny clings a lot to the past. So can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Because the whole fight, of course, between Johnny and Daniel started over a girl. Yeah, her name was Allie. Allie. Allie with an I. Allie with an I. And Daniel and Allie end up breaking up. You know, in a, in a little while, but. Basically, Johnny wanted to get back with her. Daniel wanted to date her, so therefore they have Allie and Allie and Johnny were were dating when in the original Karate Kid, where Daniel comes into the story, uh, Allie and Daniel, uh, Allie and Johnny have just broken up, mm-hmm. and Daniel kind of witnesses a argument between the two of them on the beach. Johnny it's, breaks her stereo. Yeah, it's it's one of the first events that kind of puts Daniel and Johnny at odds because right. Daniel's trying to stand up. For Allie, and uh, from Johnny's perspective, there's this guy moving in on his girl. Right. Right. So, sorry, go ahead. So, but anyway, um, but that's kind of the thing. Like, Johnny has always looked at Allie as kind of the... The one that got away. Yeah, 100%, the one that got away. So, while Daniel is kind of reliving his life, Johnny is too. Like we said, Johnny holds himself in the past. He ends up getting on Facebook, and he finds Allie and he sends her a friend request and he just kind of he gets mad about technology and throws his phone in the ocean and he just doesn't want to deal with anything but you find out at the end of season two Allie accepted his friend request yeah (laughs) so while that's going on in Japan she sends him a message like hey long time how have you been like this and he writes this long fucking narrative you know and it's kind of funny because his student is like, "Oh no, Sensei, you didn't, you didn't, you're not going to send her that, right?" He's like, "Why not?" She asked how everything's been. I'm telling her everything. He goes, "No, no, you're going to seem like a creeper." He goes, "That could be worse. It could be like you haven't if, liked all of her he goes, photos." He goes, have it, you? Could, "It could be worse if you liked her all of her photos like that." And he's just kind of staring. He goes, "Oh no, you didn't. You didn't do that." And Johnny's like, "What?" He goes. I liked, I enjoyed all of their photos. <laughs> I like them. There is said button for such thing. Like that. Why goes, would you have a button and then not oh expect God. people to use it? I love that. Dive. Yeah. No, he did. And that. I love oh. that. So, um, but he ends up kind of rekindling with Allie. And they kind of just go over. I, I love the way that they reintroduced Allie. Because yes. Allie is sort of the. Perfect. Uh, and, uh, she, At the time when she was a kid, she was perfect. Well, in Johnny's mind, she was perfect. He, she is the standard to which he is compared, like all other, you women. know, all other women. But what's great, and I'm so glad they didn't go in this direction. They were teasing that Johnny might be interested in, you know, rekindling Miguel's a relationship. But yeah, actually, Johnny has been—he's actually been sort of dating, courting Miguel's mom. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not only is he a sensei, he's going to be a good dad. <laughs> so I'm so glad they didn't go this route with, right. with Allie and like, create some kind of love triangle. And they didn't. No, Allie was only there. She is this vehicle. Yep. She's the to one help that, him move forward. Well, not just him, also Daniel. And also she, her. She she also helps the two of them, I think, see that, look, you guys are more alike than you are different. Yeah. And that whole, you're the hero in your own story, but right. the villain in someone else's so, story. With Allie, though, you find out, like, she graduated high school 4.0. She went to school. She became a doctor. She married the perfect guy. She lived in the big mansion. She had kids, everything like that. Well, comes to find out they're separated. They're getting divorced. She's not happy. She's miserable. But she's still got to keep, like, this facade of everything's okay kind of thing. And she kind of breaks down the walls with, with, with Johnny. And Johnny tries to, like, show off. So, like, they go to the restaurant. And he hears this guy order, like, this... Tof- ah, tofu bowl, tofu with bowl with extra sprouts and charcoal carrots and blah blah blah, and he remembers it right, and he's waiting, and she shows up and she sits down and he goes, yeah, I'll have the tofu bowl with blah 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 blah, blah right, and she goes, I'll have the cheeseburger like that, and he goes, actually I don't want that thing. Can I have the cheeseburger too like that? And she <laughs> goes, there's the Johnny I know. And he was trying to impress her to kind of show that he's grown up in the world and like, hey, I'm not a jerk what, anymore. What, what he thinks that what that she would she, want, she would would want. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Allie is really the anchor between the two characters of Johnny and and Daniel. Yes, and is really instrumental in the season in bringing them closer together and, and working more together. So we kind of we kind of skipped ahead a little bit. Um, so we didn't even talk about like what actually happens in Japan. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I knew you were coming back. So, okay. But we'll get to it. So, while he's in Japan and he finds that, you know, uh, Tomi Village has been basically commercialized, um, he notices that there is a woman there teaching traditional Japanese dances. And it's Kumiko. Hmm. And he becomes so excited like cuz that's when he first when he first sees her for the first time she's teaching these kids how to do the bone dance mm-hmm. which i think was how he first saw her that's in it. karate kid too that's what i'm saying very yeah very reminiscent so he, so he you kind of see her. it and then they do a lot of flashbacks back from the original movies and everything like that and he sees her and she's dancing she's you know thanking everybody and all this kind of stuff and then she turns and looks and sees him and her face just lights up like she can't believe it and you know what i like about this every time daniel meets like an old crush he always mentions his wife he always mentions his family like yeah. it's never a cheating he's never man. yeah it's he's never, never a creep no he's it's never, never like never a cheating a like oh i miss you my entire life but you you find out that uh, Kumiko went to school for dance. She became very famous with it, but she always came back because it was always her home. And I love the part about how she never married. Right. And you remember what she says? He he asks her. He said, no one ever, you know, no one no ever, one ever tried, yeah. to, tried to, you know, put a ring on it. And right. and she says, well, many have tried, but it's a little hard to top fighting to the death. Right. Because Daniel, you know, beat. You know, chosen. Sa- saved, saved her life. So basically yeah. all men by comparison have, have paled at right. this point. So 
but they they end up getting together for drinks and they're they're you know he's explaining to her what's going on with his business and kind of how how his world's kind of torn upside down and what's going on and then she goes oh okay well um i i invited a friend for for lunch i i thought it would be nice and she, little reunion he's like okay cool who is it and you look and there's chosen and he just looks why is she friends with him now? So, right? so, so hold on. So, and and you look at him, and it's kind of funny because he's wearing like a pink golf shirt it's like or a Hawaiian Hawaii, shirt, it's like a Hawaiian shirt. And, but he's got this like "fuck off" written on his face, <laughs> and he sits down, and that's how the episode ends. Mm. So then the next episode starts, and they're sitting there, and it's just dead fucking silence. And he's like, "So, you still study? Still study karate? Mm. Okay." Got any kids? No. no wife. No wife. No kids. Like, like he's giving them like this caveman like monosyllabic like, just, responses. Just quick answers. And then Daniel finishes drink. He goes, Oh, well, let me go. No. Let me. Like and he grabs it. And then he like walks over and he's like, Okay. Like, I'm gonna fight you to do <laughs> everything. <laughs> to get you a drink. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, Kumiko goes, Oh shit. Will you look at the time? She goes, I have to go. But Chosen says that he's willing to just give you a tour of, of the entire village. So you two stay. Have fun. Play nice. I'll see you later. And he goes, no, no, no. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. And they end up he, they end up like hanging out for a little bit longer. And they end up back at Sato's dojo. It's a Miyagi dojo. And like he walks in and he's seeing like... Miyagi artifacts from now, mind you, it's kind of funny. Um, something from the martial arts world that kind of you know obviously portrays in this movie. Mm -hmm. Miyagi, the the original Miyagi Sensei, the picture you know of, yeah. of the original Miyagi Sensei. Right, right, right. That is uh, O Sensei. That is the man who created Aikido. Really? Yeah, that is the actual that that's that's Yoshida. Oh, no shit. And I kind of laugh because I look at him like. That's O Sensei. He's not a Miyagi. I was like a Tushiba. Well, do they do any kind of Aikido? Like a little bit? No, they go to China. And so what happened was, you want to tell the story? Oh, oh my... I, I can't take this okay. away from you, buddy. Go ahead. So the way that Miyagi's learned karate. We need some pan flute playing in the background right. while you while you tell this story. So Mi Miyagi Sensei was a fisherman. Okay? And one day, he like actually... Miyagi Sensei liked two things. Fishing. Women. No. Fishing <laughs> and sake. Right? So in one day, strong wind, strong sake. And he passed out on the boat. And when he wakes up, he was on the shore of China. So he goes and stays in China. And when he comes back, I think he comes back 15 years later, he has a Chinese wife, children, in martial arts so when he comes and he starts teaching from father to son from father to son the the miyagi line of of martial arts and that's why like sato is so important is because he's not a son to to the miyagi he's not by blood but he was brought in because miyagi asked him to so chosen in his eyes is the direct descendant right of the miyagi do even though Sato 
you know, wasn't really blood. But he's from Jap- he's from Japan. He's he's from Japan. So and uh, Daniel's an outsider. He's, right. He's he, a foreigner. So, but Miyagi never had a kid. Well, yes, he did. But at that time, Miyagi didn't have children, and uh, he kind of brought that on to Daniel. So, but anyway, yeah, Daniel becomes a surrogate surrogate right. son. So Chosen has like all of these artifacts, and one of them are scrolls of different techniques. And it's like when you go in your mom's kitchen, you know, and you and find a recipe, like, all of her old recipes, and yeah. they're like handwritten on like you know beer napkins and <laughs> yeah, Fruit Loops box tops and right. such. Right. So these were in much better condition than that, though. So they're on this cliff. Oh, actually, overlooking the castle, and they're on these cliffs with him and Chosen, and he goes, um, "How much?" did Miyagi taught you? Or how much did he teach you? And he goes, he taught me everything he knows. Like that. And he goes, everything, huh? You Americans, you know everything, don't you? Like that. And he's like, what the hell? Like, I don't understand what your problem is. So he takes him to the dojo and he goes, come on, let's go. And he's like, great. Now we're going to fight to the death again. Well, so him and Chosen start sparring. And once again, Daniel doesn't know everything, and Chosen just starts wiping the floor with him. And and Daniel's getting some good shots in, but Chosen is still just boom, 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 boom. And he, uh, they end up outside, and they're doing this bow staff training. And he gets the bow staff away from him, and Daniel goes to do this punch, and Chosen goes underneath and actually kind of limp wrists like this, and with the uh, wrist hits a pressure point. And Daniel's arm just goes limp. And then he takes another, and he hits him with another pressure point in his leg. And he drops him to his knee. He's Ty Lee. Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, Ty Lee is a, um, a female character from Avatar, where she can, Avatar the Last Airbender. Oh, okay. She and knows she, all the pressure, she knows all the pressure points and, and knocks people, a, like, unconscious with it. Okay. she's a contortionist, so she just, like, does it so flawlessly. Like, she'll do, like. Yeah front handsprings just so she's like a ninja just like completely disables you so all right so the way that that kind of end in karate kid 2 remember with the flailing and everything like that well chosen gets on the ground miyagi has this thing where he grabs him by the head and he does like this this you know uh axe hand where he's telling them you know mercies for the weak he goes live or die well chosen has told him we're talking well, about in the past. So in the past, so Miyagi grabbed Kreese kind of the same way, and he says to him, and he goes, mercy is for the weak. Like that, and he goes, uh, you know. We do not train we to do be not. merciful. Well, Man meets you on the street. He is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. So, and he goes to, like, cut him in the head, and he's, ah, like that, and he gets real close to his face, and then he goes, honk, like that, and he honks his nose and then throws him on the ground. Well, when he fights Chosen, when, when they were kids, Chosen when they were kids, and he tells him, he goes, "Live or die, man!" Like that, and he goes, "Die!" Like that, and he goes, "Wrong!" An-, like, and he comes down to sweep, and he goes, "Wrong answer!" Honk! Like that. So now, he's as they're adults, they're fighting with the Chosen. Fine tradition of nose beeping. He knocks him on, you know, knocks him down. Daniel can't move his legs. He can't move his arms. Chosen grabs him by the head, and he goes. Finally, after all these years, I have my revenge. I'm going to get everything that you deserve. And he goes, and he comes in, and he goes to sweep, and he gets real close to him, and honk, like that. And he just starts laughing. And Daniel's like, that's not funny. That's not funny. And he looks at him, 
And he goes, oh, you should have seen your face like that. And he's making fun of him. And all of a sudden, we see this. It melts away. This melts. Like all, of the, all of the exterior, this cold. It was an act. It, it was the, the entire time. It was an act. It so, was to put Daniel on edge. So Chosen basically was able to um, redefine his relationship with Sato. And he trained the rest of his way, kind of the Miyagi way. So now he's actually, he's a teacher at school. He has his own dojo. He is a uh, a merciful man. He helps everybody in the town. He's trying he, to take what happened, kind of learn from his mistakes, and try to be a better man because of it. And just because you're a bad guy does, does not, not mean, mean you're, you're a bad, bad guy. guy. Exactly. And um, so they they kind of have this thing, and Daniel like is looking at him like, oh my god, I didn't know that was that was part of of Miyagi Do. And he goes, yeah. He goes, can you teach me like that? And he goes. Yeah, yeah, I will. So he ends up because he he finally, and, and I think it's that experience. It's such an important. It, it's so important for Daniel to have that moment because it, it was I, humbling. It's humbling, but I think also it allowed him to see chosen and other people in a different light as not just one dimensional. Like not that they're, they're the prejudice, like we were talking about. He's not. You know, once a cobra, always, always a, a cobra. cobra. It like, was kind well, of the same thing. Maybe not. Maybe and that, not. and that's the thing because like, chosen made his amends. That's why him and Kumiko are friends because he he you know he's a different he's man, a completely different and man. And Kumiko even says because Daniel's like, how could you invite him here? Like exactly yeah. your same question. Like he tried to kill you. And Kumiko says that was a long, long time, ago. time ago. But you literally said that no man pales in comparison right. because because of this. But um, so they come back and oh wait wait you're leaving out the most well, important well, part well hold on in hold, Japan I know and that's what I'm getting to oh I'm sorry forgive me so that's because after the fight they go back to meet Kumiko at um Starbucks you, at, at, <laughs> I, 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 I think it was like like a Starbucks and there's a woman with her and he starts talking to her you know and there and 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 um he uh. uh he sits down with him, and he starts talking to this girl. And she goes, I, I don't know if you remember me. He goes, the, the last time that you saw me, I was on a ladder, and I, I needed help. And he goes, oh, my God, and whatever her name was, and he gives her this big hug. Well, it comes to find out she's the vice president of the car company. Hmm. And they have decided that she she intervened and now they are going to be selling back with Lurusso Auto and she's making I think actually they were making it like um exclusively with Maybe Daniel. I, yeah, I, I don't know and but I'll say so this is one of those fantastical moments yeah. in the show where yeah. it's like okay, this is a very happy coincidence that it just that happens to be. The girl that he happened to save just happens to be the VP of sales for this company. But the show is so enjoyable. I'm willing to overlook it, and, and especially because it invokes for me one of my favorite movies of all time, which is "It's a Wonderful Life." Up, oh, see, yeah. And you have this moment where it's like, and Kumiko even says it to Daniel, like the good you put out in into the, world the world comes back, comes back to you. And it's nice to kind of see that that moment that because Daniel made a difference in this person's life, now that that goodness is, is coming back. You are laughing and chuckling over there. What? All right, Jen, let, let's hear I, it. Um, 
Let's hear never it. Seen that. You've never seen It's a Wonderful Life either. Wait, I try don't. every year. I try oh. every year. Every year. Okay. All right. So anyway. All right. Well, first of all, can, can we just get your wife to watch It's a Wonderful Life? Next Christmas. Like, next Christmas. Look, don't even watch it as a Christmas movie. Okay. Forget that it, it's not because originally It's a Wonderful Life was not intended to be a Christmas movie. Was it a Thanksgiving way. movie? It is just a – no, it's just meant to be – it's a movie about a man's life, but it is one of the best films. Mm-hmm. Created. I mean, just the the story, the acting. I mean, it's, it's even brought it's up in Batman the Animated Series. That's true. In Christmas episode. Well, yeah, but that's because at that time. But sorry, back to Cobra. So anyway, Kai. so can we talk about for a moment? Hold on, the because I want to end oh, the Japanese. Please. So Daniel Japanese is leaving. So Daniel's about to leave, and he's kind of on the cliffs, kind of saying goodbye. And who walks up behind him? But chosen. And he tells him, you know, pushes him off the cliff. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Fuck you, we're done." <laughs> no, I was kidding the whole time. <laughs> so he he tells him, you know, uh, he kind of asks him like, "What are you gonna do?" You know, and he's like, "You know, this kind of gave me more inspiration to kind of help retrain." Because at that time, he stopped teaching Miyagi-Do. Like he's like, "The the kids are fighting. I'm not I'm not doing it." Okay, fine. You want to win? You win. We're not doing it anymore. So, Chosen presents him with a with a present. And he gives him one of the original scrolls that were brought back. And he tells him that um, you and I are basically all that's left of the Miyagi line. We, we need to continue this line. He goes, and I want you to have some for your museum as well. And so now you kind of see this, this kinship brotherhood. And he, and he kind of tells him, if you ever need help or you need anything, you just ask me. And he goes, well, do you, do you want to come, you know, uh, he's like, you know, I'm, li- I'm leaving, but do you want to, do you want to go grab some food? He goes, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, I, I got, I have kids that I've got to teach myself like that. And then he kind of goes off into the distance, like Kung Fu, you know, the traveling wise man. <laughs> but you get the idea then with Daniel that, you know, if, if this guy chosen who. If he can change. If he can change, then, then maybe Johnny can change. Then maybe other people wait, wait, can change. Wait, can we, can we do it properly from something like that? Yeah. If he can change, and I can change, we all can change. So, thank you, Stallone. Yeah, Rocky in Rocky Four, he with the Russians, he he basically tells them because at the time the Cold War is going on, and he basically said, "Hey, knock it the fuck off," um, in the Italian stallion way, I guess. But anyway, Absolutely. so he comes back, and he's decided that he's going to reopen the dojo, and they're going to start training, and. And Johnny's got his own dojo now. So, and that's the thing. So, uh, Johnny realizes. So, the kids that were getting kicked out of Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. Johnny's like, "Well, shit, we need more people." So, some of them go to Miyagi Do. Some of them, Johnny starts grabbing them. Like he goes into school. He goes into the school and starts like, "Hey, you, why aren't you at class?" You know, like right. recruiting. Yeah, and he yeah. starts recruiting, and um, it, it's actually kind of funny. So, Johnny, of course, in high school was a bully. <laughs> and he goes, and he tells all the kids, he goes, beat there, blah, 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 we're going to get a dojo and we're going to do this and you better show up. And he's walking past and there's this little nerd holding these binders and he, boom, and he hits the binders. He goes, oh, sorry, kid, force a habit. I, I'm sorry, like that. And, and But he doesn't help him pick him up. He doesn't pick him up. He just walks away. Sorry, kid. Yeah, he's just, oh, God, I'm sorry. And so yeah. he ends up, Johnny doesn't have the money for an actual 
dojo. So he, he tells people, it's kind of funny. You see him and he goes, wait, you mean to tell me that this place is free? Yeah. And you see the guy. Yeah. He goes, you mean that I can do karate from that fa- water fountain over to those park benches? And he's like, yeah, dude, it's a park. You're allowed to like that. And he goes, can I go back to my family? So Johnny grabs some random person because he doesn't understand the concepts of a park. So then he starts his own dojo. So now we have three dojos. Which is a great example, too, just of the mixture of comedy. This, right. This show's such a great blend of drama and comedy. And it's it's really so entertaining. So we have Cobra Kai. We have Miyagi-Do. And then he, he, he comes up with this concept. He says, you know, I want to come up with something that's badass and that's kind of his thing he's very 80s very metal you know the crew and uh like he takes miguel to a d snyder show you know and um and he's like i want i want something metal and badass and what are we gonna do and he comes up and he goes i've got the name of our dojo and you see these kids showing up and he pulls out the shirt and it's eagle fang karate and it's literally thunder cougar pack and burn. Yes, but it's <laughs> it's literally an eagle's head with red eyes with vampire fangs like that. And one of the kids, of course, them being the smart kids, they're like, um, "Sensei, uh, you you know that that eagles don't don't have to quiet like that." And he's like, "Put it on." Don't bother Johnny Lawrence with details. You know, and he starts throwing them. I can't afford a dodo, but I got you guys shirts. So Good some point. of the so some of the things that you kind of like. You pay attention with Hawk, like you kind of see this story arc with him, and he's starting to realize that Sensei Kreese's uh, teachings are not not such a good not guy, such a great thing. So he he actually in the course of the show, he, yeah, he it starts out at the very beginning. He's friends with he's friends with Miguel. He's also friends with a guy named Dimitri. But he's pissed off because. Oh yeah, no, no, no! In the in the beginning, beginning, yeah, yeah. In the very beginning, he and Dimitri are friends, and they geek out about Doctor Who, and they're like, I mean, they're like us. They're they're, they're, they're called they're the nerds. binary bros, yeah, because they would write code together. And so Dimitri doesn't join Cobra Kai. Kreese immediately. Well, Kreese ex- tries to. Well, he, yeah, he comes in. He's like, I, I you know, I think I want to join Cobra Kai, but. So I've got allergies. I can't do this. I can't do that. My mom won't let me do this. Blah, 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 blah. Well, you see him running out of the dojo. Kreese punched him in the face, and he's bleeding. That's and, child abuse. And and he tells Hawk, he's like, my mom's going to call the cops on him, you know? And he's like, you better not. And he tells him, he goes, if, I swear to God, if you do, I'm going to come after you. Like threatens him. Yeah, and he, he, he full on threatens this kid. And they end up... Well, you've had these escalating tensions where it's very sad, actually, where Hawk then begins to bully yeah. his, his Dimitri. friend. So Dimitri goes to Miyagi-Do to learn karate. And then by the end of the, by the, end of the second season, there's, they're actually, during the big school fight, there's a fight between Hawk and, and, Dimitri. and Dimitri. Things come to a head in season three where there's a fight between Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai in a funhouse. Hawk actually breaks Dimitri's arm. Well, so before that, Dimitri finally gets a great shot on Hawk, and he does this spinning back kick and hits Hawk dead in the chest and puts him through a trophy case. Like, and all the kids see it. So when they go back to school, like, these really cute girls are, like, walking past, and they're like, hi, Dimitri. Like that. He goes, oh, my God, there's women who know my name. Intentionally. Like that. And, <laughs> and Hawk walks up, and he goes, hey, girls, you know, uh, 
I'm, I'm something of kind of a hot guy around here. And they're like, yeah, we know who you are. You got kicked into the trophy case. Like, they want nothing to do with him now because he's not cool because Dimitri kicked his ass. And so Hawk is pissed. And then, yeah, they end up getting the fight and uh, Dimitri gets his arm broken. But, you know, the other thing, too, is Hawk becomes very vengeful because Miyagi-Do wants to help um, Miguel because of his, of his legs. Mm-hmm. And so... They want to find a way because uh, Miyagi is like, you know, we, we kind of feel bad and they, we got out of hand. So they actually do like a car wash to right. kind of raise money to help for a surgery and everything like that. Well, the Cobras come and they're like, no, you can't use our guy to make yourself feel better. That's not how this works. And they actually steal like they had like t- t- 10 grand or something like that. Well, they, and, well, not before beating the shit out of the yeah. like the little kid that had the money. It was even worse. Which you got to question the wisdom of that. Like, do you really want to leave that much money with, with, a like, with like a little kid? So what's kind of funny, they're, they're at Samantha's house. And then all of a sudden you hear, meow, like that. And he goes, aw, time to let in the kitty. And the little guy walks out. And, and Samantha's looking. And she's like, we don't have yeah. a cat. And all of a sudden you see that kid come through, crashing through they their kitchen window. They throw him through a fucking window. Like, and you see him and he's like bleeding and he goes, wrong cat. And then they all come in and, and they're fucking up Daniel LaRusso's house. So we're now at the denouement, the the the, the, the climax of, of season three. <laughs> the Cobra Kai now have invaded Daniel LaRusso's house. Well, first of all, Samantha had actually gotten the members of Miyagi-Do and, and Eagle, Eagle Fang, Fang together. Because they said, we have a common enemy, Cobra Kai. We need to work together to defeat them. And they're like, I'm not going to fucking work with them. Fuck them. And I'm not going to work with them. Fuck them. And so they end up coming to a... Well, they're kind of forced to fight together when Cobra Kai attacks. W- yeah. So, um, but at that time, you know, Miguel had had the surgery. And it ended up working. He got his legs back. And he's slowly coming back and everything like that. Well, it was part of Miguel's idea. Obviously, him being the head of Eagle Fang. He's the lead student of Eagle Fang. And then uh, Samantha being the, the lead of Miyagi. You know, those two are kind of canoodling and again. And they are canoodling. Mm. There's much canoodling. Yeah, th- one, so, can I, can, I, can I stop right here? Can I say something? They got the teen aspect of this fucking down pat. Because that girl... Bounces from guy to guy. Oh, she's the worst. It, she's she just a homie hopper. Yes, yes, she really is. And so anyway, so Cobra Kai comes in and they're getting in this big fight, and um, and he's best friends with Miguel, and Miguel. Oh, I oh, I guess homie hopper really, really got, really got Jay. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna let this kind of last for a little bit. Oh my gosh, you're laughing so <laughs> So Cobra Kai comes in, and they're fighting everybody. And now Hawk doesn't want to. He really doesn't want to fight Miguel, and he he's kind of doesn't want to fight Miguel because he sees Dimitri getting double getting, teamed. Getting, yeah, getting hit by these two bigger guys, and everything's happening. Well, all of a sudden. Like, you see this light switch go off, and then Hawk just jumps in the middle in front of Dimitri and actually just starts destroying everyone around him that he showed up with. So he ends up switching. You know what this is? What? This is the moment in Return of the Jedi. Yes. Where 
Luke's on the ground. Yeah, he's and, getting fried by the Emperor. And Vader realizes. And Vader's like, he looks at the Emperor, he looks at his son, and he's like, what the fuck am I doing with this asshole? Right. And and tosses him off. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, you know, so as the they're shaft. in the park, and for Eagle Fang Karate, you look, and Hawk and three other of the guys come over to the side. So now the numbers are getting more and more in favor of Miyagi-Do and uh, Eagle Fang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that that fight, I, I still think that probably that one the, by the, far was one of the best ones that I, they did. I, I still think the high school fight is my favorite, but that <sighs> that I mean, it's it's close. It is not it is not by much. And I really enjoyed the Kyler Miguel rematch. Yeah, because remember now. When Miguel fought Kyler in season one, Kyler had no training. Right. So now Kyler uh, now is trained in Cobra Kai. So, and that's the thing. Like, John Kreese, when he went and goes to find those people, he went out to specifically find vengeful, angry, athletic, natural athletic people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's kind of what, it, what Kyler Becomes. It's this whole kind of like only the strong survive right. kind of mentality that Crease has. He want, he he just I don't think that necessarily that Crease thinks of it as explicitly as I'm going to go get bullies. It just kind of works out that the kind of I'm going to go get people like me. I'm going to go get people like me, and the people that he likes are bullies. You know what? We haven't talked at all I, about. I the was flash- just going to say that the flashback episode. What happens with him? Yeah, yeah. So buckle in, Jen, because. All right. You're about to get schooled again. So, Sensei Kreese, of course, you know, being this bitter, violent, angry person. Well, we get kind of a flashback, and we find out he really wasn't always that way. He was kind of a small guy. He, uh, we go back to the 1950s, right? He had, well, a, he had a rough, he had a rough home life. He had a rough home life, and he ends up being a busboy at a at a diner. What did you think about the fake out that they do in the beginning? Oh, one hundred percent. You see this this bully, right? And he's this athletic jock, and he's with this girl, and he's making fun of everybody, and he's got the same haircut as Crease, kind of the same jawline, and you're like, oh, there's Crease, and you see this guy picking on the busboy, right? And the busboy's kind of trying to pick things up, and he's tripping him, and he's making fun of him, and he's calling him a freak, and he's doing all these kind of things, and you hear the diner owner, Crease, are you going to clean that up? He's the busboy. And it comes you, to you find. You want to know something in- interesting, trivia yeah, about that? The jock, that actor, yeah. Martin Covey's son. I knew it. So I knew it. They wanted someone who physically would look like Crease to right. really throw the audience off. I thought it was a great fake out. So you, you found out that Crease's uh, mother was. Uh, basically mentally disturbed and she was in a mental institution and her father like his father was just abusive and a drunk and just you know just just terrible more of the message that you know villains bad guys bad it's not i mean that's too simple i mean it's you get you get injured along the way in your life and you either take it and you make yourself better from it or you you kind of just hold on to it. You hold on to it and just become an angry, vengeful person. It just person. seems like they're really trying to provide some justification for everyone's 
moral standing. <laughs> no, no, no. Not Just maybe of a why kind it, of a they thing. They give you the why. Mm. They don't excuse it. And there's even a line in the season where Samantha says, everyone's got a sob story. Right. That doesn't entitle you to go around being a bully. And that's the difference, I think, between maybe the – that's a, the difference between the Miyagi-Do and between a lot of the – I won't say Cobra Kai, but the the more like the creases and to an extent – The original Johnny. Even like the, the original Johnny, the Tory, is that they've taken – The Hawk. The, the Hawk. They've, they haven't been able to take their pain and use it to turn it into something better for themselves and for the world. Instead, they just become part of this – brutal cycle of violence that just keeps creating more of itself so busboy goes outside and he's taking taking the trash out and the jock is out there with this girl and they get into an argument and he's like what do you love that guy what you know what's wrong with you don't don't you can't never love a guy like that you, you know what's going on with his family blah 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 and she tries to leave and he hits her and Crease comes out and he's like, hey, you know, leave her alone like that. And he's like, you know, and this guy goes, what do you want to do something about it? And they get into a fight and he has no martial arts background. Well, I mean, he kind of does. He seems to have some martial some, arts background. But not. And, and he kicks their ass, too. He ends up winning. He kicks three guys ass and he ends up winning. And he looks at the girl and he says, you know, he does the the uh, uh, the McFly. George, George McFly. He does the George. Are you OK? And they end up dating and he determines that he's going to join. Well, so while the jock is waiting for his food, a recruiter comes in for the military, and he goes, have you thought about your future, son? You know, the military, you know, you, we need strong men like you, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, oh, yes, yeah, sir, we were just thinking about it. I think we're going to be doing it this week. Blah, blah. You know, and as the guy leaves, he crumples up the pamphlet and throws it on the ground. He goes, I'm not going. You know, and he's just... Makes fun of the the guy in the military and everything like that. Well, Crease ends up picking it up and he, you know, folds it out and puts it in his pocket. Well, comes to find out, you know, he he enlists, and he tells um, his girlfriend. He says, uh, he goes, you know, I'm I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna be a hero, and that's what he wants. He goes, I'm gonna be a hero, and he goes to basic, and. He's in. He's he goes, in the shit. He's in the shit. He goes in to Vietnam. Vietnam. He goes to Vietnam. He's right. in the shit, and he ends up getting recruited. They go, Crease. Yeah. Captain wants you, or it's like a captain or a commander. Right. And as you know, like for somebody, like even in my line of work, when you hear words like that, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like that just means something happened. You're right. getting in trouble. Right. And he walks in, and there, there's. And he goes, Crease. I heard uh, you're pretty reckless. He goes, I've heard that uh, you're the first one to take every assignment. You're very eager to do something. Why? And he's like, I want to do my bit. He goes, yeah. He goes, so do the rest of us. He goes, yeah, but I want to be a hero. And he goes, okay. So that captain decides. He goes, I've been assigned to put a team together. He goes, I'll train you and a couple other guys. And we're going to be in the north, which is like, Knee deep in enemy territory, like it, it there, there's no friendly zone. They are going into, uh, basically they're going into North Korea, and I think it was Korea. I don't think it was Vietnam. No, no, it was Vietnam. Was it Vietnam? Yeah, it was but they're Vietnam. going into North <laughs> Vietnam to, like, do guerrilla tactics and start disrupting them from the inside, kind of a thing. And he starts training them and actually giving them, giving John Kreese this martial arts background, 
and he's telling them, you know, mercies for the weak. Strike first. Strike hard. Kind of, it's your fucking life. You kind of get a sense of that. This is the, these are the formative moments for this John is the Kreese. original Cobra Kai. This is how this is kind of what what formed sort of John Kreese's view of the world. So on one of the missions, they they had rigged a uh, explosives on one of the of the uh, you know the the Vietnam um, bases. Right, it was one of the houses that they were going to blow up, and one of the guys was setting it, and everything was set, and. John was there with the detonator, and the plan was the guy was going to go set it, come back. They were going to wait for the guys, all the most of the soldiers in that base camp, to get there, and they were going to blow it up. Well, the problem was those guys came too soon, and that guy was still there. And he's telling the captain, he goes, he, he's not clear, he's not clear. He goes, it doesn't matter. He goes, blow him up. He goes, if you don't kill him, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Well, he ends up not doing it. And they surround them, and they get taken as prisoners. And the Vietnamese, for fun... Viet Cong. The Viet Cong take two Americans, and basically they're bringing them out by gunpoint, and they have this bridge, and they put them on the bridge, and they fight to the death. And basically they do like a gladiator style on, on who wins. And, you know... Crease hadn't been picked, you know, a couple times, and finally this one guy, and he, they picked the captain, and the captain is a vengeful son Bad, of a bitch. Badass. He, like, he, like, he, he's everything that Crease turns into. And as he's walking up, he goes, oh, you think you're doing this for your girlfriend? Well, wait, wait a second. Remember, they picked Oh, they the pick captain. another guy. And that guy, I'm pretty sure, is Terry Silver. That, that's what I was going to talk about later. Right, right. So he ends up picking this guy, and Kreese goes, no, no, no. I'll go. I'll go. Because Kreese felt like he had a better chance of surviving than this other guy in, in the camp. I, I think he, Kreese also felt guilty because, it, yeah. because he, didn't, he didn't didn't blow that, blow, guy. Blow that guy up. Actually, I think now, it was Silva. Now they were all in that. Yeah. That's ponytail. Yeah, that they were all in that. Uh, they were all uh, in this camp situation. together being tortured and everything like that. So. They go, and as they're walking, um, the captain starts, and he goes, you know, you think you're doing this for your girlfriend, huh? That you're going to come back to her, and everything's going to be fine. He goes, well, yeah. He goes, that's, that's what I'm doing. He goes, yeah, I hate to tell you. She's been dead for two weeks. He goes, you lie. He goes, she died in a car crash. He goes, I kept it under wraps so that way you could keep your eyes on the, on the mission, but it, apparently it doesn't matter, does it? And this is the first girl that he's actually really loved, so his heart's kind of broken, and he gets on the bridge. And what you find out is on the bridge, underneath it is kind of a pit. Like, and they were knocking each other off, and, you know, they'd fall into the pit. Well, you look down, what do you think's in the pit? Hmm. Snakes. Cobras. Yes. Yes. It is all part of it. So they end up, anyway. Could you hear that eye roll, audience? Yeah. Jen gave it pretty hard. So they end up getting into this this fight. It's, it's a pretty good fight. And at the end of it, the captain is hanging on to the bridge. Right, and Crease is standing over him, and all of a sudden you hear, and the jets are flying past, and all of a sudden all of the village is doom, 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 doom. It's killing all the Viet Cong. They're saved, right? And you hear the captain. He looks at Crease and he says, "Pull me up." He goes, "Pull me up," and he just looks at him and he goes, "No, mercy is for the weak." And he stomps on his hands and he kills the captain. And then you flash forward to, you know. Old John Kreese. So now you see the person. Like, it's kind of a Highlander thing. Like, 
he kills him and kind of absorbs Beca- becomes him. Be- yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I have I, I have mixed feelings about that moment. Just a little because I, I felt you could have accomplished the same thing. The pit of snakes felt a little cartoon again. I liked it. I know. Yeah. I liked You're it. pulling a J. I you, did. You're pulling a J. Yeah. I, I, that was just my feeling. Like the pit of snakes to me just felt. It could have been punji sticks, a, and we would have been fine. A little, a little cartoony, just a little. Just little forced. Little yeah. over the top. Yeah. It's a little on the nose. Just a little too much on the nose. It's like uh, okay. I liked it. All right, I liked but, it. But Chris liked it. I liked it. So you know, as we as we kind of wrap up our our review of so at, of uh, Cobra Kai so season three, we got to talk about you on. know the big moments. Well, yeah. In, so in the last episode, if, well. Something we completely didn't even talk about. So every year they do the All-Valley Karate Tournament. They've decided because of the high school brawl and everything that happened with Miguel and everything like that, they have banned karate. There is no tournament. There is no nothing. They are not doing it. They end up holding a, 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 a town meeting kind of a thing. Kind of like a city, city council. council. Yeah, like a city council meeting. And they go to speak, and that's when Daniel LaRusso starts talking, and that's when the guy's like, I heard you were the bully, you know, and, and that kind of thing happens. And it's uh, Johnny Lawrence, Daniel LaRusso, and Crease all there you trying to fight to get this tournament back on. Do you know what that episode's called? It's, it's a great name. Hmm. The Good, the Bad, and the Badass. Yeah, but who's the badass? Johnny. Yeah, Johnny's I the badass. So. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because, like, you can totally see the two types of people because Daniel's there and he's got his little portfolio and he's got all his information and he's got everything all written and everything. And you look at Johnny walking in and he's got nothing in his hands and he sits down and Daniel goes, oh, I see you're prepared like that. He goes, nope, shoot from the hip. That's the type of guy I am, you know, and he's like, oh, God, here we go. And who ends up saving the tournament is Miguel and Samantha. They end up coming, the kids come down and they talk and they end up kind of swaying the city council. They, they to, say basically, you're making these decisions about us, but you got to talk to us about yeah. it. And like, if if you don't give us this, like if you don't, the tournament is the way that we decide these things. Right. Basically, that the tournament is the way that we express kind of this. This is the way. This is the way. Exactly. You, if you take this tournament away, there's going to be basically more violence right. because this is if, – if we can't do it in the tournament, it's going to be happening on our streets. So we, we need we need this We tournament. need an outlet. We need an outlet. So they end up granting the tournament. So what, hap- what happens kind of in big fashion? John Kreese tells uh, Johnny, basically, your kids versus my kids at the All-Valley. And it's kind right. of a, a winner take all. Well, but before we before well, we get to that point is we got to talk. I mean, the big fight, the big fight. Uh, the, the, I mean, and I'm not talking about the fight at Larusso's house. No, the the one at Cobra Kai. The, the one at Cobra Kai. We, yes. we have we have a phenomenal we have a phenomenal fight that is sort of the we're getting to the end. John, so I, promise. I can see it in your face. So She's like, are we there yet? When, are when we the, there yet? So when the Cobra Kai <laughs> come to Larusso's house, Tori ends up attacking Sam. And destroys the dojo. And one of the things that actually breaks my heart, there is this beautiful black and white picture of Mr. Miyagi. Like, you know, you always put your, your photo of your sensei up. And they just destroy this photo. Well, Sam ends up beating Tori. But After overcoming, by the way, I mean, she you, the, a great sort of 
I love how kind of her trauma is represented throughout the season. Uh, so she She's, was having anxiety attacks, and like when she would go into the school, she would see Miguel fall and break his break his neck again. She's got nightmares about Tori showing up right. at her house and drowning and, and her, drowning her, and attacking her. I mean, tr- true PTSD kind of a thing. And so what happens is. In true fashion, all of a sudden, you see the Cobra Kai doors fucking fly open, and LaRusso comes in. He goes, you sent your kids to my house? And him and Kreese go at it. And they start fighting, fighting, fighting. And it's a... Actually, that was very, very well done. Well, this is after Johnny and Kreese right. have fought. And that was the other thing, too. And Kreese almost kills... Johnny, he's got got him. He's got him in a chokehold. I mean, it's it's very very much shades Remis- of, of the uh, first Karate, karate Kid. Kid, Karate Kid Two. Where well, it's the first one actually. At the end of the first Karate Kid, that's when he ends up choking him out. That was the original ending for Karate Kid, but right. they they decided to cleave that part off because they just wanted to. end Well, no, it. it's still in it. If, if you watch, if you watch, go back and watch Karate Kid, and you will see that part where he rips apart his trophy yeah. and puts him in the chokehold. That is the beginning part of Karate be- Kid Two, and I understand yeah. that. But if you watch Karate Kid One, they actually show it, so they've never they've never cut it out. You want to make a bet? I'll bet you. Let's anything. make a bet, um, because that that's how I recognize. Ten it. bucks. Ten bucks says okay. that scene isn't in Karate Kid One. Do you have the original copy? I do not. Well, not here, not with me. We got to go get a ceremony so anyway, donut first. Yeah, I have altered the agreement. I have I, I, I have altered the agreement. Pray I do not alter it any further. So anyway. He ends up getting into this giant fight with uh, Crease and Johnny, and Crease ends up winning. And because... He cheated. Well, no. He had help. R- Robbie intervenes. Robbie is now going with Cobra Kai because Crease is like, you know, don't worry, son. Join me. He's like, don't I worry, son. complete your training. I'll take care of you. And so they get in this fight. Well, anyway, LaRusso comes in. Him and Crease get into this... Big knockout, blowout, and actually, he's fighting Crease. They go through a window, right? A lot of glass breaking in this. We went out a window. And Crease goes to punch, and Daniel does this. Flails dramatically. This limp wrist to the arm, and you see Crease's arm drop dead. And then you see him hit him in the leg, drop dead. And... He grabs a hold of him, and I think actually, like, Johnny shows up at the end or something like that, and you see Kreese, like, battered and bloodied on the ground, and he just looks at him and just throws him on the ground and walks away. And so at the end, you're at Miyagi-Do, the dojo that they have, which was originally Mr. Miyagi's house, and you see the original kids coming in, and then all of a sudden, you look, and out of the corner of, of the house... You see the Eagle Fang kids coming to the backyard where they're all training. And then Johnny is following in suit behind them. And they look at each other. They bow. They both turn. And they bow to all the kids. So now they have combined. Eagle Fang Miyagi. Actually. <laughs> um, Miyagi Fang. That's actually what I was calling it. It's Miyagi Fang Dojo. Eagle Miyagi Fang. Well, I thought Miyagi Fang because... Because the Miyagi's the very soft, sweet part, and then Johnny's that Miyagi fang. Yeah. You know what would be kind of neat? All right, Daniel, you teach defense. All right, come with me. I'll teach you offense. Right. And, they can and their logo is going to be a bonsai tree with an eagle in it. Well, I, I would <laughs> kind of. 
With fangs. I would like. But the tree has no, fangs. No, Mr. Miyagi. The with, tree has fangs. Mr. Miyagi with the fangs. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi with fangs. <laughs> I, um, you know, we've been waiting for so long for ever since they were kind of hinting that Daniel and Johnny were going to team up. And it's so it's such a satisfying moment. Oh, my God. To get that. So to get to that one point. of the things that always got me was when Johnny would fight, he had this thin black headband to kind of keep his hair, you know, out of his face. Mm-hmm. When he comes to there, he has his black little headband on and i was like oh this is this is great it, it's so it's so much nostalgia it, it it is and i and i think so now that i think in the in the past two hours or so that we've been talking about this jen as as the as someone who came into this not knowing anything about karate kid uh i, I imagine it must it, it's got to mean something probably completely different to you than it, it means to us because we didn't grow up watching it Right, like certain pieces of, like cinema touch you right. in a in a different way when you've seen it as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like you haven't seen you you've you've never seen the Star Wars, right? I've seen Star Wars, but I watched. She it doesn't like it. Vi- like way later in life, mm-hmm. to the point where the graphics, which were really you know new cool. and exciting yeah. to all of you when you watched it for the first time, to me it's like wow, this is terrible. <laughs> This looks old. But, like, I mean, I like the later ones, but, like, those earlier ones, like, the very early CGI, it's just kind of... And it's kind of funny. The CGI is better, but the story sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So, so hearing this, I'd like to know your your perspective. So, you you are not interested in Karate Kid. I'm not interested in Karate Kid, but I might be in the Cobra Kai You you might be interested in the Cobra Kai. It's new, but it also still has that little... 80s feel okay. after school. So it's kind of like Stranger Things kind of a way, right? Yeah. 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 I, I recommend it. Like, seriously, go start watching season one and watch through it. And I, I think even, you know, karate aside, I mean, if you, if you like martial arts, you're going to enjoy this show. If yeah. you don't like martial arts, I think if anything, it is an interesting just character study of watching. It, you, Daniel has an arc. Johnny has an arc. I mean, mainly it's it's Johnny's story, but you also follow Daniel, and they go through different. Arcs. But it's not just them; it's also the kids. The, oh like, the yeah, kids yeah, yeah. Have their own. And apparently, like, Chris. Well, and that's the thing. Like, there's multiple tiers. So there's like the adult arcs, right? And then the child arcs. You know, and how they're all growing. And, and Chris, I would say, is pretty much the only character that doesn't really. No, have he didn't arc. grow. He's, he's an asshole. He, he's pretty much consistent yeah. throughout. I mean, well, you get his origin story. But right. that's pretty much it. Well, no, like in season two, when he's trying to suck up to Johnny to get him to keep him. So at the end of Karate Kid 1 mm-hmm. and the beginning of Karate Kid 2, he, he he tells him, he tells Johnny that he's a loser. And he's like, well, I got second place. That isn't so bad. And he takes this trophy and he breaks it. Right. And then he ends up choking out Johnny and Miyagi interferes. And Kreese, you know, tries to punch Miyagi, punches two windows and a bus in his hands or whatever. But to apologize with with Johnny, Kreese tells him, he goes, you know, I acted like a jerk. I shouldn't have acted like that. I, I don't. He goes, I can't believe how hard I was on you. He goes, you know, I wanted to give you something. And it's the trophy that he broke. He goes, I, I, I fixed it. And, you know, I want you to have it kind of a thing. And that was kind of a 
it was a ploy the entire time. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was a exactly. ploy the entire time to, and like literally, I fell for it because I was like, oh, you you thought you thought for a moment, yeah, you were I was like, like, oh, this guy's oh really God. turned a corner, and no, it's he's like, an no. asshole. He's an asshole. Throughout. He's a snake waiting to strike. He is a snake waiting to strike, and he will use deception and he cobra, will... maybe, perhaps, hmm? yes. It, it I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, I can't wait for, for season four. I'm thinking season four is going to be the final season. Are you, are you uh, thinking that? I wouldn't be surprised, but it's and it's going to be the tournament. It's going to be what leads up to the tournament. Yeah, it's going to be the end yeah. fight. And I think the end fight is going to be Miguel versus Robbie. Now, I, I agree with you. I think that the end fight is going to be Miguel versus Robbie. Now, question. Yes. Because we've kind of gotten to a point where I feel like the story is it's not just about like winning the fight. It's more about kind of winning the argument, I yeah. feel like. But so I think I, I think Daniel and Johnny because of this, mm-hmm. they're going to be friends. And I wouldn't be surprised if LaRusso Auto sponsors Johnny, Johnny's dojo for his dojo and helps him or whatever dojo they create. Right. He's like, "Hey, we're we're going to branch off. Let's do franchises. How about you?" Run the one here. I'll run the one there. You know, kind of, kind of a thing. What what I was going to predict. This was, this would be my prediction. So it'll be interesting to revisit this in you know how, however long, whenever they they, right. they finally conclude the show. But my prediction was going to be when Daniel was running Miyagi Do, his auto dealership was suffering right. because he was taking too much time away from it. My prediction. Oh, that makes sense. Is that he is going to turn teaching over to Johnny, and that. He is going. Johnny is is going to do Miyagi. Is going to either do Miyagi or some blend Miyagi thing of them, and that Daniel's going to see that there is value in what Johnny is teaching. And now that Johnny has progressed as a character, right? Daniel no longer needs to do that. No longer needs to be in that role. You know, karate is not Daniel's life necessarily the same way that maybe karate was Johnny's Johnny's, Johnny's life. You know. Daniel's moved on. He's progressed. He loves cars, and he loves. There's that moment in the show where he says, "I wanted everyone to feel yeah. that excitement that I felt when I got, got my, my first car." Car, right? And karate. I I feel like I don't know. I don't know if you you and please no no that you disagree. You're, I, yeah, but I feel like karate means something a little bit more to maybe Johnny to Johnny than it does to Daniel. I think Daniel that was a way out. Yeah, like, the only way that I'm gonna beat these guys and they're gonna leave me alone. Is karate. Right, right. Whereas Johnny was like, this is my life. Johnny was a three-time champion before Daniel came. Right, 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 right. So so that's going to be my prediction. I think that what's yeah, going to happen that. is that Daniel is going to mostly return to his life working as a, for his auto dealership. But he is going to sponsor and have Johnny run uh, I would and be teach at the, at the school. I that's think awesome. Johnny is going to be the teacher, like you're saying. And Daniel is going to pursue a law degree so he can figure out what the hell's going on with the contract <laughs> and why <laughs> Kreese got to just absorb a building. Uh, I like that theory. I'm really kind of curious on what's like going to. I'm kind of curious what's going to happen to Kreese. I do too, and and I do, so I don't think he's going to die because nobody no. nobody ever really dies no. in this. I have a feeling he's story. just kind of going to go lurking back into the shadows. I, I was wondering about prison. Do you think maybe the no one are, no yeah I don't I don't think they're gonna arrest him for that stolen snake ma- yeah I, I I don't know I don't know that's a good question it, it's this has been such an enjoyable show 
I'm sure it'll be difficult to come up with a satisfying payoff right. that's going to be owning in- an exotic reptile without a license. <laughs> that was stolen from and, a zoo, and- actually. Well, so no, multiple I, crimes going on. Yeah. Was it the same snake? No, different was, snake. Because remember, snake. they end up. Yeah, the kids. Johnny and Daniel are going to become police officers. Oh, that would be amazing. And right, because Johnny is the bad cop and Daniel's yeah. the good cop. And so it's kind of funny that. It, sorry, I, I, they have this conversation with Daniel's wife, and uh, they go to a prison with these two guys, and they end up. Johnny ends up like slapping him around, kind of a thing, and the cop isn't paying attention. And he goes, "Yeah, we we're totally good cop and bad cop." And she goes, "You're totally not cops, you know that, right?" So I, I'm enthralled with this. I, I wish I had more to watch. Yeah, yeah, it, it, definitely. I, I, and I found all the quality of each episode to be pretty uniform. But what was nice to me personally, the first two seasons mm-hmm. was the first Karate Kid movie. Now this last season was Karate Kid 2. Right. And the next season, so what happens is, at the end of season three, you 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 see John Kreese getting on the phone, and he says, hey, you said if I ever needed help to contact you. And in Karate Kid 3, he does that, and there's a guy named Tony Silva. And Tony- Terry. Terry Silva, I'm sorry. And Terry is very rich, but he's also a Cobra Kai- but he was the guy that he saved in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So I think Silva's going to be in this oh, next oh, one. Oh, definitely. So then we're going to have Karate Kid 3. And uh, and uh, I I think for sure they're going to bring back Mike Barnes. Do you think we're going to see Mike Barnes? Oh, in... dude, I don't know. I, I don't even know. I don't even know if he's still alive. No, he's, he's still alive. Is he? he? He was just recently on a Reunited Together oh, okay, with uh, Josh Gad. So, Very um, much alive. I would, I'd like to see that. And then also, Mike Barnes was sort of like the student that they recruited to beat to the beat, shit out of Daniel, and he did. And actually, they talk about Mike Barnes in this in this season mm-hmm. because he tells him how scared he was of him, and that's what helped Sam. Dan- Daniel's explaining to Sam basically, yeah, he was the one time that he felt very afraid, right? And Miyagi stood there and yelled at him, and uh, must not lose to fear, must lose to opponent. Yeah, and he told him to suck it up, Buttercup. Time to handle business. Time to muscle up. And uh, nut up or nut up, shut nut, up. Time to nut up or shut up. That's right. But um, I do you, now. My question is, and this is something: Are we going to see Hillary Swank? Uh, my prediction: No. You don't think so? I think, if at all, at all, it would be a brief cameo. Okay. I never saw the next Karate Kid. It wasn't so, that great. So yeah, I I think I imagine that if they do it, it's going to be a blink and you'll miss it kind of nod i don't think it's gonna there's better i think there's a better chance of us seeing people like mike barnes for example right uh than do you think we're gonna see the girlfriend who owned the pottery shop uh again if we do i I don't think so well we see we've seen every other girlfriend but you know what though i there here's why i don't think so the writers of this show they have done a really good job. They take their time. Yeah. They could have brought Allie back at any time. They could have brought her oh, back yeah. in the first season. Yeah. But they did it only when it made, only when it served the story. Yeah. Only when it made narrative sense. They don't, it, it's never gratuitous when they bring people back. It isn't just to bring them back kind and of a thing. Karate Kid 3 is, I mean, like all kind of sequels, it's a flawed movie. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, it's That's not the, that, but that it's the weakest of the of, of the three. Of the three, in my opinion, like 
it in my heart it goes Karate Kid two, Karate Kid one, Karate Kid three. And, and in one of the flaws of that movie of Karate Kid three, I always thought was the the love interest, not love interest, because she's not even really a love interest. She's for just him. a neighbor. She's she's like a neighbor. They set it up kind of like you kind of think that Daniel and she are gonna get involved, but then they because don't. she has a ex boyfriend and then the boyfriend comes back in the picture and then she's just then Daniel's like friend zoned. So I felt like that actress in that role was not given very much to do. Yeah. Just kind of like, well, we don't have Ali and we don't have Kumiko, but we need a we need a woman in here. We need we need yeah. a young lady in here so yeah. that the young ladies coming in will have someone they feel they can connect with. And she's just not given much to do. So my bet would be she's she's probably not gonna be included, but we'll see. Well, you know what we'll else see. I wonder? Maybe with the next season they'll go to that bonsai, the one in the in the. Oh yeah, now that I I I can yes. see them going and maybe like checking on it or doing something like that. I don't think they're gonna break it for, again for making a show. And, and I think this is the real feat that Cobra Kai has pulled off. Uh, considering you're doing continuation of a movie where right. one of the main characters is now deceased, the, you know the great Pat Morita, yeah, is no longer there. They have somehow managed through their writing to make his presence be felt. Have you oh, noticed yeah, that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Chris? Like, Mr. 100%. Miyagi is there. Now, He's present. I've got something for you. I think I know who's going to go for the bonsai. Lay it on me. It's going to be Johnny. Johnny. Okay. Explain. He's going to – Daniel's going to tell him, you know, something about it. And he'll be like, look, you know, this is, this is the heart of Miyagi-Do. So this bonsai came with Mr. Miyagi – from Japan, from Okinawa, over to the United States, and he buried it. So there's this giant cliff, dangerous fucking place, and it's for a, like 500 for feet all the way down. Well, Miyagi scaled this cliff and went into like the middle of the cliff and planted the bonsai mm-hmm. so that nobody would ever hurt it. It was when he was going to war, and he left it there so that it would never be touched and hurt. Well. Daniel decides, oh, well, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to go get it. And yeah, I'm going to give it to him go- as a gift. Why, dirt, did, dirt. why did he go get it again? Because he wanted to give it back to Mr. Miyagi because he thought it belonged to him. Well, if Mr. Miyagi wanted he th- it, he would have went and got it, Daniel. Well, he wouldn't have left it there. Right. right? So he goes and gets it, Don't and um, Mike Barnes gets it and snaps this tree in half. And they end up having to mend it and doing all this kind of stuff. And he ends up going back and, and planting said tree. But I kind of wonder if Johnny would go and get it kind of a thing maybe towards the end. You know, it would be it's it's kind of a rite of passage kind of thing where, you know, that that is something that is Miyagi-Do, you know, through and through. And maybe that's just something that they have. To I, I'm just I'm, I'm looking up right now just the, the actor. Uh, yeah, because. The guy was—I uh, I can't find his name. Wouldn't he be kind of cool? Such a delicious villain. Oh, Sean Kanan. Are you talking for Silva? No, Mike Barnes. Oh. He was just a really good. He was aggressive. Fierce. Aggressive, yeah. fierce. Yeah. Very one-dimensional. You know what'd be kind of neat? What if Mike Barnes works for Silva? Um, possible, possible. I. Another strength, I think, of the kind of the Cobra Kai show is the way that they. They have a. I feel like they do a good job of subverting expectation. Like yeah. you don't always, you don't always get what you're expecting, which I love in storytelling. Uh, when when you're kind of surprised, mm-hmm. so I, I. 
they have great kind of attention to detail when it comes to crafting a story that is they don't just throw shit in just for the sake of nostalgia. They throw it in when it serves the story. Right. And that's great. Yeah. And um and so I don't I, I so odds are probably against that. But um you know I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm very excited. And, and if and if this is the last season So then you need to watch three seasons. Watch Cobra Kai and absorb its central message. We were pointing at Jen when we said that. Yeah. Do you have an opinion about Cor- Cobra Kai? You at home listening to this podcast? We'd like to hear from you. So please, uh, you can leave a message uh, on the SoundCloud, or you can send us an email at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. You can leave us a message on our Facebook page. You can uh, send us a uh, tweet. Tweet at us, because we are on Twitter under Justice Nerds Podcast. But remember... The Justice Nerds podcast is a conversation, so we want to hear from you. We want to hear what your thoughts are about. Did we get something wrong about Cobra Kai? Uh, if we did, uh, we want to hear about it. But uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this, our 62nd show. Um, we want to thank you all for listening, but we got to get out of here be- before those idiots with the snake fetish come back. Uh, Jay? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're back. It, it looks like they're covering all the exits, man. Okay. Um. No problem. You've got this. I've got this. You've got this. I've got this. You've got this. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, you already said that, uh, Jay. Uh, I read up on his student, by the way. Yeah? Yeah, he's a two-time champion of the All-Valley Karate Tournament. Wow. Yeah, he put two guys in the hospital. Wow. What do you want to do? Well, if life in movies has taught me anything, there's going to be some random deuce ex machina that's going to Swoop in at the 11th hour and save us. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Jay. I don't... See? It's coming from outside. Jen? Hey, guys. What happened? Did you do this? Well, I got bored while we were waiting for you guys to come outside. Okay, (laughs) Jen... Just how? How? (laughs) I've been taking Krav Maga classes at night while you're at work. I'm already an eighth degree black belt. See what I said? Wild card. (laughs) Nah, I'm just yanking you. Some little Asian dude and a kid dressed up like a shower showed up and kicked their asses. I'm in the mood for donuts. Let's go get donuts.